At Acuity Insurance, we believe the things you do for your business are heroic, and you deserve someone equally heroic to protect them. We put our all into covering your business so you can focus on the things you love most. That's the power of heart. Acuity Insurance, wholeheartedly for you. Introducing the SD Podcast channel, your one stop source for all types of podcasts. We are always on the look for new podcasts to join our channel. If there is any topic you would like to discuss, contact us now. We can be reached on all social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and/or Instagram. You can also contact us by email or leave us a voicemail at 516-570-9248. So make sure to contact us now so you can start your podcast soon. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 2018, first show of 2018. This is the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. I am Jay, back better than ever, bringing you all the hits and misses in the world of professional wrestling and MMA and whatever I decide to talk about. And like I said, this is the first episode of 2018. Um, This is Royal Rumble Week. This coming weekend is the Royal Rumble. Um, It is also NXT TakeOver Philly. And, uh, you know, it's an exciting time because this starts the road to WrestleMania. And we all know as wrestling fans that uh, WrestleMania time, WrestleMania season is when WWE kicks it into gear and really tries its best. It is pretty much... uh, the end of this wrestling season going into the next year because there is no off season, but WrestleMania is the Super Bowl of professional wrestling considering the Super Bowl is the week after, which is pretty cool. So with that being said, this is episode number 27 and I have with me my brother from another mother who's going to be previewing the Royal Rumble among other things with me is he is real. Welcome to the first show of 2018. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I'm excited. This is literally my favorite wrestling time of the year. I kind of trickle off, you know, throughout the year, throughout the wrestling season, if you will. But definitely Royal Rumble is my favorite, favorite show of the year. So I'm always in tune with what's going on. So I'm good. I'm happy to be on. Yeah, man, for sure. Uh, now, what? What? Pretty much what we're gonna get into. We I already mentioned we're gonna preview the Royal Rumble pay per view. We're gonna preview NXT Takeover Philadelphia, which is gonna be, I believe, this Saturday before. Um, we're also gonna get into the 25th anniversary of Monday Night Raw that just took place this past Monday night. Um, it was an interesting show. There was a lot of uh, different feel and, and and thoughts to it from wrestling fans all over. And, and unfortunately for the people that went to the Manhattan Center, part of the program uh, wasn't really too happy with it. But we'll get into that. Um, we're also going to get into other little tidbits of news. Um, uh, we're going to get into the newest uh, edition of Jay's pay-per-view rewind, which we'll get into the first two pay-per-views of the year 1998, um, which would be WWE Royal Rumble 98 going up against WCW's sold out pay-per-view. Um, and the XFL is coming back. So we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, the whole craziness with Enzo Amore. I must probably start it off with that because that's been a big, Big news, a bit of news that has come out this past week. Um, And we also, you know, got the Super Bowl next week. So we'll get into that as well. Give our predictions, who we think is going to win and why and whatever the case. 
So with that being said, is uh, I mean, it, this uh, thing with Enzo Amore came out this week. I'm sure you've heard of it. What are your thoughts on it? WWE has fired Enzo Amore uh, because of rape allegations. What do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, rape is 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 the strongest of the words. I mean, you could talk about harassment, sexual harassment. When you bring up the R word, <laughs> the, yeah. the rape word, that that's you as WWE, you got to step back, cut ties and then see what happens. You know, you can always bring the dude back, but um you don't want that, especially at this time of the year. It's like you want all eyes on your company as far as the Royal Rumble is concerned. It's one of the four yeah. major four major shows. It's probably the second biggest show of your year aside from WrestleMania. So you want nothing but positivity and, 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 vi- and good vibes. I mean, you've had the bad news of Paige being injured and, and not being able to wrestle. Plus, plus now this Enzo thing, and, and, and it just adds to all these celebrities that are being thrown under the fire. Some justifiably, justifiably, you know, being thrown into that fire, like Weinstein and the the Olympic coach who just got sentenced to 175 years in oh, jail yeah. time. Oh, yeah. You know, so those two pieces of shit deserve that. As far as the Enzo thing, I don't know the details. I don't know many, many details about what happened or what have you. Um but there are outliers like Aziz Ansari, who was just on a bad date, and the girl, you know, made it seem like he did the worst, and he really didn't. He stood up for himself. As far as I've read, I think Enzo is denying everything. You know, um, it's always interesting to me where these famous guys, you know, need to need to do need to be so super aggressive. You know, I've never been a famous person in my life, but I never had a problem getting girls. So I don't, I don't, I can't imagine someone with some type of status and power has the same issue. It it should come easy for them, but you know, you never know, man, guys just have some guys just love being super powerful, super aggressive, and they might take it too far. Um, I'm hoping, I mean, I never really cared for Enzo as a performer, as a wrestler, I do like him as a character. I think he was entertaining. He had a shtick. Um, he did have the crowd behind him whenever he, he spoke. Um, so I'm hoping for his sake, just as a human being, for the male species, for the male gender, that we don't take another L. I'm hoping that, you know, it's it's blown out of proportion, and I hope it's not that serious. But if it is, then good luck to you, kid, because you're going to be serving something serious. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh I agree. WWE had to cut bait with him and, and see what happens because if it comes out that he's innocent, then I'm pretty sure WWE will have no problem bringing the dude back and probably on a short-term basis so to just to see that he stays out of trouble or whatever the case. Now, uh, I, I, and I'll read a short little bit from the Los Angeles Times about, about the situation in a second, but just to get sidetracked, now this dude was the current cruiserweight champion um they obviously had to take the belt off of them in your opinion this 205 live thing it's been kind of snake bitten with the champions as of late you know uh uh, uh neville had his problems with wwe he hasn't been around for the past few months uh austin aries he he ended up getting released um uh this guy uh What's his name? Uh, the freaking guy who taps. Um, oh, P- uh, TJ, TJ, 
Perkins? Oh, uh, yeah. There you go. TJ TJ Perkins. He was a flop. Um, freaking Brian Kendrick was literally a champion for like a month. Like, is, and now Enzo Amore, who was a two-time uh, Cruiserweight champion, Kalisto was a complete shitting of the bed in right. that division. Right, right, right. Um, and now Enzo Amore, who has brought some star power and some prestige to that brand, is now in this situation. Is this particular uh, 205 Live thing, should it just be just eradicated, or what should they do with that brand? Here's my thing about the whole cruiserweight division. Once you make a separate show, you kind of alienate them from the rest of the roster, and you make it seem like they're not. That we know that they're never going to be competing for a IC, US, or world title. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't yeah. mind a cruiserweight champion for the. You know, it doesn't. But when you put them on their own show and you change the ropes and and you do all this shit to segregate it. It, it makes them seem like, oh, they're just the small guys. They're they're competing against themselves because they can't compete against the bigger dudes. When who the hell thought of Enzo Amore as a cruiserweight when he first came? He was just Big Cass's, you know, tag partner. We didn't realize, recognize yeah. him as a little guy. But once you're associated with the cruiserweights and the, the 205 shit, you, now you become a small dude. So now if a cruiserweight ever wins a, or is ever competing for a main title, Nobody's gonna take this shit seriously. Cause, oh, he's the cruiserweight. He's the small guy. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's kind of. I, I would just get rid of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The the brand. I mean, it's not like they don't have good talent because we've obviously Cedric Alexander's a good worker. He has the personality of a dead cat. But you know, whatever. He you know, the cruiserweight division isn't about you know, the, the, the over-the-top characters, it's about the athleticism. You know what I mean? It's about, which is why it got so famous in WCW. Even though in WCW they had characters like, you know, Jericho and, and Mysterio and Ben and uh, Eddie Guerrero and Malenko, you know, those type of cruiserweights, you know, that's legendary shit. And you had guys like La Parca and Psychosis and Hoovy. Those are all guys who could work, but they had characters on top of that, which is, I think is what it is lacking nowadays in this particular cruiserweight division. Um, you know, I mean, who, who's left? I mean, you got Cedric, you got Drew Gulak. You know, they threw, uh, they threw uh, this dude. Uh, I almost called him Takanori Gomi. What's this dude? Uh, freaking uh, the dude that was on NXT, uh, Kenta. Freaking, I'm blanking on this dude's name. Hideo Itami. Um, they threw Hideo Itami in there. He's done nothing. Like, ah. He's been a flop. I'm, I'm ready to just send all those guys to NXT and just call it a day. Yeah, you know what I mean? for real. <laughs> you know, whatever. You know what I mean? And the thing is, it sucks because, like you said, those, anyone who's under 205 pounds, like, they, they just signed Ricochet. Is Ricochet going to be a guy that's going to be stuck in the 205 live roster. They better not even dare you know I mean? do that shit. They better not dare <laughs> do that shit, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, they, they, they're going to bring in some light, you know, because there's, no there's no way that Ricochet is over 210 pounds. No. I don't man. think. I mean, he is super but, muscular, but so you never know, but he does have a lot of muscle, so you never know how much he weighs, but he's too talented to not be on the main team, man. It'll yeah, be a waste of yeah. signing. So, uh, you know, supposedly Vince McMahon was so pissed off when he heard about the Enzo thing, he was just going to erase the whole 205 Live brand itself. 
but uh, apparently some of the producers talked them off the ledge and, and talked them into keeping it. So uh, who knows what the future holds? They didn't mention anything about the title, about what's going to happen with the belt. Uh, I don't. Well, at least I don't think. I don't remember them announcing anything. But uh, well, we'll see what the future of that brand is. But real quick, I got the Los Angeles Times uh, quick article that they wrote about the Enzo More situation. I'll read that off real quick. Um, WWE star Enzo Amore has been fired by by rep promoter after a woman alleged on Twitter that he raped her and police open sexual assault investigation. The company said in a statement that Amore, whose real name is Eric Arndt, was fired Tuesday after after initially being suspended. Uh, police told Phoenix television station ABC TV that Arndt is being investigated in an alleged assault at a downtown hotel in October. Police say the accusation was reported to authorities from local hospitals several days after the alleged assault, but did not release other details. WWE said in a statement suspending Arndt that there is zero tolerance for matters involving sexual harassment or sexual assault. The women who made the accusations shared a graphic account on Twitter saying she was plied with drugs and left alone with the wrestler by his friends. So... <sighs> the allegations, man. You, uh, we're now guilty until proven innocent. It's, it's yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. But apparently, from what I heard about this chick, this isn't the first time she's done some craziness online. Like, there's apparently a video of her uh, proclaiming that she faked a pregnancy one time to get something out of somebody, mm-hmm. or whatever the case. So she has a history of uh of of a, being a liar and and so and so so i mean but we don't know what type of guy enzo amore is outside of wwe right so we don't know you know what i mean but like you said wwe i feel did the right decision the right move get him out the way let him handle his stuff and if he's you know and it's the same thing that they that triple h and stephanie said on a live interview about uh the rich swan incident because apparently rich swan Who's another one that is dealing with some craziness that, uh, like an assault, like a domestic violence issue with like his his woman or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, you know, they said if if uh, Rich Swan is found innocent of this stuff, then they'll bring him back. But if he's found guilty, they'll let him go. They said that in a live interview. So, you know, if if Enzo Mori is found innocent, I see no reason why for them not to bring the dude back. You know what I mean? Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, he's a, he's a good character in the sense of he's very talented on the mic. He's not the best wrestler in the world, but, you know, he can, he can get able to react. Yeah. So, and, uh, so for the foreseeable future, Enzo Mori is gone from WWE, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, he, he let his attorney make a statement for him, like you said, completely denying everything. So he's going to stay quiet and let his lawyer do all the talking, which is smart. Yeah, yeah, don't say shit. I mean, if if the girl is messy like that, she'll eventually bury herself. You know, if she if she has a history of this shit, they they these lawyers are so good they'll find something and clear this dude's name. I mean, rape is is a very serious thing. So, we'll oh see. yeah, oh yeah. Well, hopefully for that dude, you know, he kept little Enzo in his pants that night. Hopefully, mm-hmm. um, so uh, from that. Let's get into, oh, let's just get into the XFL real quick. That's the last real major bit of news that that came out. Vince McMahon literally did a live uh, press conference today around 3 o'clock 
They aired it on ESPN, on Facebook video, um, and pretty much anywhere else that's sports-related. Now, uh, remember the XFL back in 2002, because I'm pretty sure we watched a little bit of it, all the weird rules and storylines and mixed uh, the pro pro wrestling with the football and, you know, uh, just overall craziness that the XFL was. It lasted one season and then it died. And now, almost 20 years later, he's bringing it back. Do we think Vince McMahon, at age 70-something, will do a better job with the XFL than what he did 20 years ago? I mean, by default of trial and error, you'd assume that he recognized where he screwed up. You know, back back then, I mean, it it, it felt like if WWE put on a football show. You know what I'm saying? It was real... Real uh, cross-branded with WWE. I mean, The Rock was there one time for no reason, opening up a football game. And JR was announcing with Jesse Ventura, I think. Um, <laughs> you know, the, the the cheerleaders looked like Nitro Girls and, you know, just that type of weird shit. Um, yeah. I, I would assume that he's learned from his mistakes. He's hired real football people, not just TV people, you know, and, and as long as they keep the football the same, because that was the best part, that football was fire, the black and red football, that I'll yeah. tune in, you know, just, just off the merit that the NFL, I was kind of down on the NFL this year, not because of anything political, it was just because my Cowboys were screwed since the beginning of the year, so I didn't really care. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I do think that there's going to be people who are like, you know what, you know, because of the politics, because of uh, Trump and, and and Goodell and things like that, they might tune in. I think it's the best time to capitalize on something like that when, the, you know, the ratings are, are down for the NFL this year. You might want to, you know. But then again, it's two years away, so who the hell knows what could happen in two years. Yeah, absolutely. And apparently, uh, I got the article over here. Apparently, they uh, asked Vince McMahon, um, what type of rules he plans to uh, implement in this ex- new XFL. So let's see what he has over here. Um, no, I don't want to see no video. Okay. Uh, so apparently Vince McMahon has said um, he will he will not hire, he will not employ players that have criminal backgrounds uh, or criminal histories. Um Pretty much that he wants to he wants to uh, shorten the game. So he doesn't want a three hour football game. He wants to shorten the quarters. Um, and I'm not sure uh, what other rules, because if you remember the, the old rules back in the day for the XFL, there wasn't a coin toss. What they used to do was they used to have two players two of the fastest, I guess, players from each team run and literally hit the ball first. That's the team that gets that the ball. That was tough, though. I like that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was cool. Um, I think they, they didn't have uh, PATs, which is the point after uh, kick. They, they eliminated that. Um, so the, it was just different. You know, it was different form of football, which is fine. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't mind changes to a game. If it's going to be a different product and, and different form of entertainment, that's fine. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And they asked uh, Vince McMahon how hands-on is he going to be, if any, like he was before. And he said he's not going to be pretty much in it at all. He's hiring a bunch of people who know what they're talking about, who know what they're doing, who are football people uh, and football executives and stuff like that. And, you know, he's right. going to – all he's going to do is own it. That's all he's going to do. You know what I mean? So – 
from the sound of it, it looks like he's gonna he learned his lesson. But like you said, it's two years away. Twenty twenty is a long time from now. Um, and uh, he was saying that it's gonna be totally different from WWE. There will be no cold branding, no cross promotion, none of that. It's gonna be the XFL is gonna be the XFL, and WWE is WWE. So he obviously. You know, from the side of it, has has learned this lesson from almost twenty years back. Yeah. So I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by it. I'll check it out. You know, I'm not gonna take a dump on it before I look at it. No. Nah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You gotta. You know, it's it's something else to watch. You know, it's it's. I'm sure it's gonna be on the off season. Not not. They're not gonna try to compete, or they'll be smart. No. You yeah. know, try yeah. to compete with the NFL. Um, so yeah, fuck it. If we have football all year round, then why not? You know, it's like that big three shit. You know, it was, it's okay. Like it's, it's, it has value to it. It has some type of entertainment. I mean, it's not the NBA. It's three on three basketball with a bunch of 40 year olds, but it's cool. You know, it's got some nostalgia to it. So, and it's not during the NBA season. Summertime sports is dead, dead, dead. So if we get these two little filler leagues, then why not? Yeah, man, you get to see Sharif Abdul Rahaf with, with his uh, <laughs> yeah. with his gold, with his with his old beard, and right. know, he still dropped buckets. I, I was I was impressed that yeah, he was, yeah, he was they can still that play. Thing. That's the that's the thing. So it's it's whatever, man. I, I'm not gonna knock it and be like XFL, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm playing. Check that out. Um, so yeah, man, from there, let's get into the 25th anniversary of Raw. Uh, to my knowledge, you did see this show, right? Yeah, yeah, I actually sat and, except for the matches, like, I sat and saw everything else that was going on. Okay, cool. So, pretty much they stuck, it was in two different locations, which I feel they need to cut that shit out. Because, uh, you know, one audience is going to get shafted. <laughs> on on parts of the show and uh the Manhattan Center compared to the Barclays Center really did get kind of shafted but we'll but we'll we'll get into that when it, when the time comes it started off the night with uh with the McMahons Shane and Stephanie in the middle of the ring and they call out their dad so Vince comes out and uh they congratulate him on 25 years of Monday Night Raw and uh they present him with a plaque and Vince McMahon gets kind of irritated you know, 25 years and you give me a plaque. It's kind of, <laughs> and then he goes, you know what plaque is plaque is what er- is everybody in this arena has in their teeth. That's what plaque is. And you give me a plaque. He was like, you know what? I don't need you guys to thank me. I'm going to thank myself. Cause I did it all by myself. Right, he was right. like, there's not one guy that helps me. And then all of a sudden you hear the glass shatters and stone cold. Steve Austin comes out. I'd say that's a good way to start. How about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that's how you do it. Once you hear that glass, it changes everything. And yo, Austin looks in great shape, man. Yeah, he does. He doesn't look up there at all. He looks, I mean, I don't know if he can go, you know, but he definitely looks great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the kick that he had been, uh, Shane with to set up the starter was kind of low. I don't know. Like, you know, that was kind of, maybe it was those tight-ass pants that he was wearing. Always. Like, the tight jeans, man. Always. <laughs> he always, always wore them tight-ass jeans and tight jean shorts 
Like, what, what is it a Texas thing? Nah, I'm <laughs> gonna to think it's a Texas thing. Like, just, yeah, I don't know. Gotta be. But, uh, but Austin came out. He didn't say anything at all. He didn't give any promo or no, no, not even a what. Like, it wasn't anything. Like, literally, he just stunned Shane, then had a couple of beers with Vince, then he stunned Vince, and then he drank his beers and then headed out. Um, so that was a good start to the night. Then you had Asuka, Sasha Banks. Bailey and Mickey James defeating Nia Jax, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, and Alicia Fox in a four-on-four women's match. And at the end of the match, Asuka attacked all her partners and eliminated eliminated them Royal Rumble style. How'd you see? How'd you feel about that little uh, action there for for that moment? It was cool. I mean, I think this just proves that Asuka's not going to win because when they whenever they do something like that, that person yeah. never wins the match. You know, it gets you high. I, I definitely think she's going to be one of the final four. I I said that you know a couple podcasts ago when they announced this. I definitely think she's going to be one of the final four for sure. But I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll get into picks when we discuss the pay-per-view. But, you know, all that does for me as a wrestling fan, if you've been watching wrestling for years, you pick up on these little things that they do. And all that does is is solidify that she's not going to win the match. Yeah, yeah, I could see that coming from a mile away, too. Um, But it was just it was fun to see. Like, they're all celebrating. and All of a sudden, she just beats the shit out of all of them. It was fun. It was a fun little thing to see there. Um, And then from there. They go to the Manhattan Center, the Hammerstein Ballroom, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and we get a return from The Undertaker. He comes out to a big pop, big crowd reaction, as only he will get. And they had the old school Raw setup, you know, the the light, bright looking WWE sign. And someone had an Ico Pro poster on top. You remember Ico <laughs> yeah, Pro? Yeah, that yeah. Was like those, <laughs> those vitamins and, and. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. That stuff they were promoting, that was that the Ico Pro was probably steroids. Who knows? I don't know anybody probably. who actually took that, yeah, but probably. <laughs> so Undertaker just delivers, you know, a little weak, you know, kind of promo and uh and then he was done. Uh, people were chanting one more match, he kinda chatted on that, which he looked like a I don't mind because I don't I don't want that guy wrestling again. Um He looked old as shit. He did. He looked like Highlander. He looked like Droopy, the dog. He looked terrible, man. Looked... <laughs> oh God, I I don't want to go on an Undertaker rant, but ugh. if you want, go ahead. I, don't I, just, care. <laughs> I just can't. I, I I think Undertaker for what he was and what he is, great. But I think he's one of the most overrated dudes ever of all time. Period. I can't stand that dude. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead, go ahead. Is, is it is it the character or no? I like I, I I can enjoy the character, but they make it seem like this dude has never lost a match. Like he's it's crazy. Like anytime the Undertaker's in a match, you they you let them tell. If you listen to the commentators, you think that this dude is undefeated. He's never yeah. nothing, never been tested, not nothing. And even when he cuts his promos, he's like the bodies of the buried, and uh, it's always the same shit. It's like, bro, you've been doing the same shit for thirty years, bro. Like, come on, man. But yeah, I, I don't you know. know. I hate it. I hate that mystique, the whole mystique of Taker and the way people act around this guy. But um, it's whatever, man. I, I I definitely say he's he's had the greatest WrestleMania matches for sure. I give him that. You know what I'm saying? You do 21 of them. Oh, you're, yeah. bound, you're bound to have a few yeah. gems in there. He's he's great. He's definitely great. I just I I just was never a fan. Man. 
And for a dude his, his size, like his height, I think he's probably one of the better ones because... Yeah, for sure. Like, okay, he's, he's what, 6'10", 6'11"? So you figure, who's that size? Kevin Nash, Sid, uh, who else? Um... Kane, which Kane. I would say is right under him because I think had, Kane's um, a good worker. Um, what's his name? Um, Mabel was was a bigger guy back then. Mabel was big, yeah. He was about six nine, six eight, He's a yeah. Big dude. And big so guys shit. that height, I feel Taker was probably the best. The out best of one. Those guys who were just a shade under seven the feet tall in yeah, terms yeah, of mobility, for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, sure. so I mean, definitely a legend. There's no d- doubting that. Absolutely. But I feel, I feel he overstayed his welcome. Yes, wait, he should have retired after Brock won or the year before Brock won. Like, there's no need yeah. to wrestle Roman Reigns the year after and give him that bump, yeah. that rub. I mean, it, the last, the last good Mania match that he had was with Punk, and and yep. Punk carried that yep. match. Yep, yep, yep. You know, so oh, yeah. speaking of punk, <laughs> he got another fight. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, come on, guy. <laughs> come on, guy. Dana White is—he's looking. Dana White's looking for another opponent. Come on, guy. <laughs> Whatever. A little side check because of that. Uh, you know Jack Gallagher, right? The the gentleman yeah, from yeah, Two Hundred Five yeah, Live. Yeah, yeah, this guy, little pale, he, pale guy. He, post, he posted on Twitter. Oh, looks like CM Punk needs a fight. I'll fight him for free, and and he and he posted hit, and he's actually he fought MMA before coming into wrestling. Really, and he's three and zero. He probably will whoop CM Punk out too. <laughs> There's videos of that guy on YouTube. If you, I, I, I don't Gallagher is not his real name, but if you just put Jack Gallagher MMA, MMA his him. fight will pop, his fight will pop up. Yeah, I mean. He got a little. He got a little ground game. He's a wrestler. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> if CM Punk was, if CM Punk was speaking of wrestlers, in I know we're taking a segue, but speaking of wrestlers, oh, yeah, doing MMA, Jack Swagger signed to Bellator as a heavyweight. That's right. That's yeah. right. But this dude is a legit NCAA, you know, All American. He's not yeah. fucking oh, CM yeah. Punk. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. And he's huge. He's a big. Yeah, he's fighting a heavyweight. He is six six and like uh, I don't know how much he weighs. I'm sure he's like two seventy or some shit like that. He, he got to lose like a couple of pounds to make the limit, but he's a big dude. Yeah, man, he's a pro. <laughs> he's like a pro's pro, though, man. Those collegiate wrestlers, they 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 know what it is, man. I mean, I, I would not be surprised if if he goes in there and does some serious work. I mean, look at Lashley. Lashley did only. The the what was it like wrestling for the army or wherever he was he wasn't no D one yeah. and and Lashley's like undefeated I think you know what I'm saying yeah in Bellator yeah, Bell- yeah. Bellator so undefeated so far could... he lost like one fight in Strike Force to Griggs um, Griggs and I or think something? he lost he lost to Chad Griggs Chad you remember Griggs. Chad Griggs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I think he lost like a decision in shark fight or some bullshit like that. But besides that, the dude has been unstoppable the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can see, it, I can see it now. Lashley versus Swagger, I can see that now. Yeah, 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 for sure. From it's, Bellator, it's I'm be... surprised for that Bellator heavyweight Grand Prix, which I forgot. I was going to bring that up too later, but I'm surprised Lashley's not in that. Why is he not in that? Tournament? I don't know. I think they wanted to go off of names. Everybody in that tournament is like a. Former UFC, basically everybody except for Fedor is a former UFC guy. So, yeah. you know, 
But there's a bunch of light heavyweights in there. Yeah, stupid. Well, they just name name recognition. I mean, yeah. Chael Sonnen beat Rampage, which were two two yes, fivers. You know, Rampage is not a heavyweight now. Chael now Chael's gonna go up against the winner of Frank Mir and Fedor. I think either one Oof. of those two knock him out. So good luck with that. Oof. But, you know. Yeah, but you know, Chael he could take anybody down. Yep. So I don't know how yep. that. Yeah, he's, he's gonna I have the know. cardio advantage. So we'll see. We'll see how that shit goes. And the way Fado looking right now, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think he, I don't think he gets past me. <laughs> but yeah, well, uh, we could get into MMA because uh, I want to talk about Stipe and and and, and Gano later on. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, that was Taker's little promo, and then back in the Barclays Center, and probably the it, and I didn't think this was going to happen, but I'm glad it did. The Miz defeated Roman Reigns to become an eight time Intercontinental Champion. Crazy. Um, and he did it in four minutes. Crazy. Apparently, not four minutes. This video is four minutes. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> this is like this is like WWE's page and it's yeah, showing yeah, like yeah, a four right. minute clip. But yeah, the Miz, the Miz, eight time Intercontinental Champ. Are we at the point now where the Miz is kind of reaching elite status at this point? Hey man, the Miz is a what is what is the what is the Grand Slam champion, right? He's had yep. every belt in the company. I'm gonna say something very spicy right now. Oh boy! <laughs> but oh boy! But <laughs> and disclaimer: I've never been a bit a Miz fan until recently. Uh-huh. I do appreciate everything. I think he's the hottest dude in the company right now, except for a few yep. like AJ and Braun. But the Miz is definitely yep. in the top five. Might be number three. I'm going to say something a little spicy here, but (laughs) if you want to look at WWE careers, The Miz might be, uh, might have surpassed guys like Bret Hart. (laughs) As far, if you want to look at the the numbers and and the the accolades and the longevity, he might have be on the WWE all-time ranking list. He might have just put himself above Bret Hart. We could do a great debate on that, and but I wow. think it's hey, he's won every belt, eight time IC champ. He's won the belt at WrestleMania, the main belt. He yeah. beat John Cena. Um, his wife is hot as shit. Uh, <laughs> you can't. He gets points for that, you know. He's you know factions. You can't compare. You know the Hart Foundation is is better than the Mistarage as far as now is concerned. But the Miz, as far as heat is concerned, he's probably had the same heat as Bret. Maybe not as because people literally hated Bret Hart to the point where they threw shit yeah. at him. But he's his accolades speak for themselves, man. We don't have to get into that today. And the thing but. is, the Miz, the Miz is kind of a rags to riches story because dude, he was on the he Real World. In, he came in as a reality star from yeah, MTV, man. Yeah, I mean, he was on the Real World like the first season of some shit, and he literally had to earn that respect. Yeah, you know I mean, he literally had to work his way up. You know what I mean? So it's something to talk about. That's an interesting. I never <laughs> thought I would have to use the Miz in a great debate, but we might have to do hey, that. Hey, man. Hey, man. It's true. It's interesting. It's very but interesting. I agree. I, I think I think Miz in the past, ever since that promo he did on Daniel Bryan, I think he did a total 180, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, 360, 360. Sorry, 360. He, he, yeah, he... He's on. He's on another level at this point. He's 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 up there, man. I don't know why he's calling me, but uh, he's up there, man. He <laughs> he he's definitely. It's true, man. He said. 
Right. He definitely um he there's this show on WWE something about pictures or something and he said it he said once you know that promo kind of he was frustrated and and he didn't know if Daniel Bryan was gonna punch him in the face or you know it was real it was he he really felt that what he said it was and yeah. and that so ever since then he's been on a different level for sure yeah and, and the rumor out there is for WrestleMania. Miz and Braun for the IC title, which I don't know how. Really, that'll be interesting. If, if that's if that's what that's gonna be, then then what the hell is the Universal title gonna look like? Oh God, no! Because if if Miz and someone else is in the IC title picture, well, where's Roman Reigns? Yeah, where's that bastard? <laughs> where is uh, he? Where uh, is he? Well, the WrestleMania is a long way away. I don't want to get mad. No, so hey. <laughs> <laughs> so after that we had an appearance by christian who's one of the i guess first legends to make an appearance in the ring um so christian had an episode of the peep show which he used to have back in the day um edge couldn't make it because of uh i think travel issues or something like that i'm not sure I forgot why Edge couldn't go. Otherwise, I'm sure we would have had an Edge and Christian moment or something, five-second pose or something like that. Yeah. But <clears throat> but they had Christian out there interviewing tag team champions, uh, Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, Sheamus and Cesaro came out, and a big brawl went through, came out of it, and uh, Seth Rollins accidentally hit Jason Jordan, so we can see where that's going. Um Oh, a little sidebar. Seth Rollins is now using the curb stomp again. Yes, I saw that. They changed the name of it, though. It's some... some yeah, the, bl- the blackout. I take it. I, I don't care. As long as he does the move, I was very happy when he when I see him when I saw him bring that out. Yeah. Yeah, he is using the curb stomp again. Thank goodness, because all the other finishers he had was garbage. I mean, he was using the pedigree, man. Like, come on. Come on, guy. <laughs> He was using the pedigree, and then he stole Okada's finisher yeah, and just made yeah, it into a Yeah, 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 Come on. Stop it. No. I'm really glad that they brought the curb stomp back. So we see where that's going with, with Rollins and Jordan, and hopefully, you know, they have a match with Cesaro and Sheamus at the pay-per-view. You know, we'll see what happens there. Um, so back in the Manhattan Center, Bray Wyatt defeated Woken Matt Hardy. Um so that feud is continuing. They've traded wins here and there. Um, how do you feel about this Woke and Matt Hardy gimmick so far? I don't know, man. I didn't like the fact that that Matt Hardy wrestled Bray on Monday. I thought that completely. I didn't. I mean, I don't know if if Bray and Matt were gonna wrestle at the Rumble. I don't know if that was what they were trying to do. But if they were, then it it, it makes no sense. Um, it's tough, man. I, I think they they didn't do. The uh, Bray Wyatt, Matt Hardy uh, uh, storyline, they didn't, I guess they cut it too short. You know, the the, the promos were cool. Um, they didn't they didn't wrestle at a pay-per-view, right, these two? They didn't even make no, it. They didn't no. even make it to a pay-per-view. So it kind of felt pointless. Like, they're not, I'm looking at the Royal Rumble card now. They're not on the Rumble. They're not on the card. Um, so I don't know. It, it's, I, I. I think it's faded away already, to be honest. Yeah. Well, hopefully they make Rumble appearances. That'll be cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. So far, I think, uh, I don't know, man. And and I I think think Bray Wyatt is the one that's kind of 
holding it down a little bit because he's been so Bray Wyatt is where Dolph Ziggler was in my opinion in terms of he's getting pushed but he never wins he getting pushed never wins push never wins the dude never wins <laughs> you know what I mean and when he does it's that's the surprise you know what I mean so it's like I feel like the Bray Wyatt character has been like doused you know, we brought it up so many times. That we, they were on fire when they first came out with him and the family and all that stuff. And they should have ruled the company all this time. You know what I mean? But he should have been the modern day Undertaker. But instead, you know, nobody takes Bray Wyatt seriously anymore. You know, that's the thing. It's like I think they figured Bray could carry could carry himself with the promos and all the other shit and doesn't necessarily need to win. Granted, nobody looks at win loss records in 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 pro wrestling, but eventually you got to give the man something. Like he's, you know, we were shocked when he won the belt at that time at the yeah. Elimination Chamber, but then they took it away from him. There has been no era of Bray Wyatt. There's been no Wyatt era. I think they dropped the. I will say this time in and time out. I think they dropped the ball when they disbanded the Wyatt family and didn't have them run run amok in the WWE for a few months or a year. Just let it be a year yeah. of Wyatt. You know, let them get all the belts. Let them just, nobody could stop them. And then somebody's going to try to go for the king. Let it be a Braun Strowman. And then you could do a Braun Bray uh, 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 storyline. And then, you know, the, the Wyatt family breaks apart. It's simple. That That's a year and a half of wrestling right there. Boom. But um, they didn't. Bray has never had an era. He's never had a run. I mean, I guess his best storyline was was the whole Daniel Bryan thing where Daniel was was a Wyatt and then you had like Randy Orton was a Wyatt at one point, right? It's just a bunch yeah. of weird shit. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know what to do with the dude. Give him the belt, give him his family and and let him take it. You know, the dude was Husky Harris, man, and he made himself into Bray freaking Wyatt. You know, give the dude his due. I'm sure he could create something. I mean, the the contrast in, in characters from Husky freaking Harris to Bray Wyatt, you know, it, that came from him, man. And, you know, I, I, he's always been one of my favorites. But it's like, oh, the dude never wins. He just talks. So it's kind of hard to root for him. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Hopefully, you know, they do something to, to boost that shit up because, you know, that's a, that's a, like you said, that's a once-in-a-blue character that somebody had the talent to create on their own. You know what I mean? So... Hopefully, you know, hopefully they turn with that. And apparently what they didn't show after that match was uh, Jeff Hardy, who was hanging out with the APA and, and playing cards in, in, in Barclay Center. He popped out of nowhere at the Manhattan Center and they sang his uh, Brother Nero obsolete song along with him and, and, and Woken and Matt in the middle of the ring and started chanting delete and all that stuff so i'm assuming when jeff hardy is good to go he'll probably come out as his brother nero gimmick to go along with woken matt right um so that should be fun i'm sure jeff is not gonna be you know it'll probably be past mania by the time he's able to come back so Mm -hmm. hopefully matt hardy still has momentum by then so that way when jeff comes out as brother nero there's some sort of excitement behind it um uh, they also showed one thing that I missed, but uh, they didn't really highlight it. They showed all the previous Raw general managers before the, I believe, after, I think it was before the Miz Reigns match. They showed, uh, what's his name? Uh, John Laurinaitis. They yeah, showed, yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Teddy Long they showed was Eric, there. Teddy Long, they Eric Bischoff, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. They brought out a bunch of the general managers. It was good to see Eric Bischoff. I used to love Eric Bischoff as yeah, general manager. Yeah, yeah. He was good. And they showed William Regal. Um, he was general manager of Raw for a little while. Obviously, he's the current NXT general manager. So that was cool seeing all the guys out there. Um, we had Elias, who they're pushing to the moon right now. Um, Elias was backstage, and he runs into Chris Jericho. Um, obviously, Chris Jericho, who just recently wrestled for New Japan Pro Wrestling, had a great match with Kenny Omega. Have you seen the match? I saw the whole card, bro. I've never been nice. so inspired by a wrestling event. <laughs> Yo, I'm listen. I'm, we're gonna segue here, bro. I didn't, yeah, yeah. Uh, bro. First of all, the Kenny Omega Jericho match was a great match, right? Awesome match. Yes. But that fatal four way. Then, then the Cody Rhodes, uh, uh, Kota, what's it called? Ibushi, Kota Ibushi match. Kota, Kota Ibushi, great yeah. match, right? But that fatal four way match with Will Osprey and and, and Marty, Marty yeah. Scroll, I didn't know about this Will Osprey dude. I I, I I heard of I heard the name. I see him on on uh, PWG, you know, and stuff like that. But I never yeah. watched a full match of this dude. He might be the best in the world. He's He's, he's incredible. Tall. He's, he's tall. He's big, but he moves like Rey Mysterio and Ricochet. I've never seen anybody that big do do those things. He's ridiculous, yeah. bro. He's incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. He's crazy yeah, him, good. Him and Ricochet uh, uh, have those type of matches that people. It, it's 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 Cirque du Soleil. You know what I mean, like bro. <laughs> it's insane. I forgot who won that match. Did Osprey win? Did he I, got I the belt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won the he won the belt. Whatever belt it okay. was, he he got it. Yeah, I think that's the the IW. I think that's the junior heavyweight title. Yeah, because I think Squirrel was the champ. And uh, yeah, yeah, yep, I think yep. Osprey. Yeah. So you know what I did, man? I I, I put on my two K eighteen and I downloaded every <laughs> WPG belt ring and wrestler they had. <laughs> <laughs> and I made a and I made a, a New Japan uh, uh, show and in the universe I couldn't I couldn't help myself it was just I couldn't yo I haven't been that um, excited about something like it was just dope man everything uh, you, there was really no storytelling it was just good ass matches man and and yeah, yeah. the whole card was good I I, I know uh, a lot of people were complaining it wasn't as good as other Wrestle Kingdoms or whatever but damn man like you're being real nitpicking you're being, because yeah, that come was on as a joke. WWE fan like the shit we get from WWE on a monthly basis you really gonna complain about that card yeah yeah like exactly. cut it out cut it out and Chris Jericho's freaking gold man what he did with Omega in that match He's he was ridiculous. he was incredible he was incredible. He's ridiculous. He showed he showed the side that he can't show in WWE. <laughs> where do you, you know right, I mean? where do you rank Jericho all time? Is he in your top ten? He might be. Is he, he might be. Is he greater than Bret Hart? Does he have a better career than Bret Hart? I know I'm shitting on Bret Hart today. I don't mean to. I do love Bret. Jim, what is that about? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I just think I just think out of all right, out of the last great like you you got Michaels, you got Austin, you got The Rock, you got Taker, you got uh, uh, Triple H, and then I think Bret Hart is like the sixth man of the greatest WWE wrestlers. Well, Hogan, yeah. I, I forgot Hogan, I forgot Cena. Bret Hart is like trickling out of that top ten slowly, yeah. and I'm looking at guys like Jericho, and I'm looking at guys like The Miz, and I'm like, are these dudes better than Bret Hart? And it might be Jericho has got an incredible argument. But the Miz oh, yeah. is his his his. I'll, I'll give you this, Jericho. I can say may have passed Brett. The Miz is in the conversation. Okay, I can say that. Good. I know. I'm, I'm not going to totally, I'm not going to dismiss the Miz because he's had an incredible run so far. You know what I mean? And he's still going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jericho. The crazy part with him is he's 25 years in and he's still going. Yeah, man. You know, which is insane. Brett didn't last that long. I mean, uh, let me see. I mean, he wasn't he on top for that long, coming up with his dad and all that stuff. Whatever. He got to WWE in the mid to late eighties. Then by ninety seven, he was gone. And by ninety eight, he was in WCW. By two thousand, he was done. So uh, I think Jericho had a longer career than Brett had. Yeah, you know, it's just yeah. it's just Brett had the Brett has that legacy. He has that name. He's had legendary matches. He's had, but so has Jericho. If you, that, <clears throat> is this going to be our first triple threat? Great, ever? <laughs> I'm all for it, man. <laughs> Miss Jericho and Brett, we we could do something like that, man. Because I, I think Jericho and Brett is the safe is a safe argument because I don't think you could dismiss Jericho. He's done it all. You know what I mean? And he's probably done it all more than Brett has. You know? Um, I think Brett got his push later than than expected. Yeah, because all that when Heart Foundation shit was like a year, two years, right? It wasn't. And that was as hot as he's ever been. Yeah. Well, you, uh, the new, the not the original, right? You're no, no. I'm one? talking about when he was all pro Canada and America hated yeah, the shit out that, of him. And then he went yeah, to WCW. That, that, that lasted all of a year, maybe, maybe less. Right. That was his biggest yeah. run in the WWE. That yeah. was as hot as he's ever been. That was when they had to capture the flag match that time on Raw. Um, he, you yeah. know, he beats the shit out of Austin. I think it was WrestleMania 13. I, I could be yeah. right. He beats Austin. That made Austin's career. So he did help Austin. Um, he gets screwed by by Vince McMahon, and then he goes to WCW. That was all yeah. in, in like a year's time. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I, it's, very, I, it's very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. And Jericho has been everywhere. Jericho I, was in Japan, ECW, WCW. But everywhere. he really made his mark in WWE. And, yep. and the crazy shit is he got to WWE probably a year and a half after Brett left. Yep. So could you imagine if Jericho came in and Brett was still there, what type yep. of matches they would have had? Yeah. I think Jericho, you could argue Jericho Michaels, and I think Miz Brett is a mm. legit, yes. legit conversation. Like, Jericho hey. is sneaky, sneaky top, like, he could be a sneaky top fiver. If you look, if you really, yeah. if you really look at his, and the other dude that would, nobody ever talks about because he gets the the family rub that people shit on him, you know, they use it against him, Triple H, man. I mean, I know we said Triple H, man. Triple H gotta be up there. He gotta be uh, one of the goats, man. He gotta be up there. Better career yeah. than better career than Brett. 
better career than Michaels if you want to look at accolades. Maybe not, you know, skill, but he definitely has more accolades than Michaels. I wish Matt was here because I know he loves him some Sean Michaels. Um, uh, yeah, HBK is his shit. Now, the thing, here's the thing with Sean. His run wasn't that big, long either. No, exactly. That's the thing. If you want to be, te- if you want to be technical, his first run, when he won the belt in 96, the boyhood dream came true, blah, blah, blah. Him and Brett in the Iron Man match. That's the thing. Brett was involved in a lot of legendary shit. That's yeah, why, first hell in you the know, cell. Up- um, well, Sean was first hell in the cell. Yeah. First hell in the cell. He was in the first elimination chamber, which he won. He won both of those first time matches. He's won first ladder, first first big ladder match. I mean, you know, there's the ladder match before that that nobody remembers, but he did have the legendary ladder match with Razor Ramon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, everybody swears that's the first ladder match. No, but no. Meanwhile, Brett, the first Brett ladder match first. was Sean and Brett. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still, he's in the first ladder match. (laughs) Either way, you know, either way, he's in the first ladder match. So he's got a bunch of legendary shit under his belt that, you know, but I don't know, man. Sean's run, he won the belt. Then he got injured, had to drop it or whatever the case. Then he got the belt again. He had the belt a couple of times within that year. Then you go into the DX era. That lasted all of a year before Sean got hurt. And one Sean one could him. argue he's gone for four years. Right. One could argue that when Triple H was at the helm, when Triple H was the man, that was the better version of DX. When they had the outlaws, yeah. when they did, when they went to Nitro and in, in the in the tank. Yeah. One could argue yeah. that that version of DX was better than China, uh, uh, Rude, and Michaels and Triple H. It's, it's yeah. It's debatable. It's Triple definitely H, debatable. Triple H has been a tag champ with with uh, who Austin. Um, ev- evolution is is a major part is a major that's key. A big, that's a big one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I don't know, man. I think <laughs> I don't know. I should put a poll up. Where do you rank? Because people automatically say, "Oh, Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels." But then when you really break it down, I you got to put Triple H up there, man. The thing is, the, the, the thing is, it's because WWE has put him on such a pedestal, right? That. It's almost un, un, con, inconceivable that anyone can be greater than Sean. Now, the thing is, in terms of talent in the ring, not even close. I'll give them. I'll give them that. Not even a conversation. Sean was Sean and Eddie. I'd say in ring, and you got to throw Benoit in there. I mean, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benoit, did, Kurt. But in the ring, Benoit was perfect. Benoit, Kurt. I got Kurt up there as one of the best in ring guys too. Um, and you figure another Kurt? How about Kurt Henning? Yeah, in the Mr. ring, perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know, in the ring, you know, there's a lot of. But Sean was by far probably the best performer in the ring. You know that it, it's debatable, but but Sean is probably ahead in that race. Yeah, and they keep and they put him on this pedestal that he was so great. But you got to look at how long they were there. And on top, mm-hmm. Austin had a longer run than Sean. He did. Triple H had a longer the run Rock. than Sean. The Rock. The Rock had a longer run than Sean. Um, the thing that helps Sean more than Brett and probably anybody else from that era is he came back and gave himself an extra 10 years. Yeah, that was, that's true. He did come back. And he had a good run, too. That second half of he his did. career was just as good, if not better, than his first. He did, yes. And that's what gives Sean a better argument than a lot of other people. He came back and made a whole nother career for himself. Yeah. 
Nope. His so, first match back know. off the injury, I think it was a was a Survivor Series. He had like a no holds no, bar. It was it was SummerSlam. It was a SummerSlam. Him and Triple H. Yeah, yeah, the street fight. He wrestled in jeans and shit. He looked yeah. like he didn't miss a step, man. It was an incredible match. I'll throw another. I'll throw another. Another. I like where this is going. I'll throw another curveball in there. Where do you got Brock Lesnar all time? He's another weird one because his first run didn't last that long at all. But now, since coming back, he's he's been in the company since 2012, since coming back. Right. So you figure it's going on six years already since Brock has come back. How crazy is that? Right. Um, he's got over the, 10 years the, in, the, right? They, huh? He's He's got his 10 years in the WWE, right? Yeah, you figure he got signed in 2000. To developmental. So if you count developmental, that's four years his first run and six years his second run. So yeah, he got ten. Okay. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, they positioned him where he's at because of what he did in the UFC. Even though I'm sure if he if he didn't do UFC, they would have still had him in a prominent spot. He would have been the champ for three straight there, years. They pushed his ass to the moon, and he's yeah. a freaking monster. He would have been the champ um, for years. In like anyway, he would have anyway, broke the record. Yeah. I think that we need to go ahead, go ahead. No, no, yeah, go ahead. I think that we need to take out a show solely for the purpose of having a top ten all time. Me, you, ghosts, Matt, if he ever gets his ass on the show, whoever else we know that really has watched wrestling for decades and really have get these yeah. names and take a vote and really come up with a consensus top ten because there's an argument. For guys like Kurt Angle, if you look at his his numbers, his stats, I like to say his his, his stat line. He's won the European. He was a tag now champ. The, now the question would be: Is it as broad as strictly WWE? Because a lot of these guys have had big careers outside. So like, I would keep if it. We do something that's straight WWE. We can't put someone like AJ Styles. In yeah, that I would keep it. We can't. You I would know, keep it. I mean, it's tough because WWE is the NBA, is the NFL of, of. Yeah, yeah. But then again, you know, WCW was just as 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 yeah. prominent for a certain amount of time. Um, yeah. I think I think the criteria the argument you could say is uh, if it's strictly WWE, you can't put Ric Flair in there. No, no, that's true. That's you true. can't put Flair. You can't put a lot of those guys who were on top in WCW. You can't put Sting. No, you can't Sting. put a lot of those dudes. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. that list, it's strictly WWE because, like you said, NWA slash WCW was just as big. I mean, or we can. I mean, but like you said, it'll be hard to sneak in someone like Miz or 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 Jericho or something like that if we continue to have these old school guys on that pedestal yep. like that. It's true. Yeah. You know I mean? It's true. Because at this point we can compare Jericho to maybe a Hogan. Yeah, hell or, yeah. Bro you know if you look at the Undertaker's accolades, he wasn't the champ that many times. No, his he wasn't. run. He never really had a run. Like when what was his what what was Undertaker's longest run as champ? You would know better I would than say me. He was in the Ministry of Darkness. And how long was that? Six months? A Probably. year? Maybe. Probably, if right? that. And then he was a scary dude when he was the biker. How long did he have the belt for that? A couple months. He lost it to, didn't he lose it to Brock or something in a Hell in a Cell? Or Brock was already the champion or some, something like he, that? He, he lost it to The Rock in like a, 
I think he lost it to The Rock. Yeah, in like a triple threat match. The Rock drops it at SummerSlam, right? He beat Old Hogan for the belt in Survivor Series. And then he lost it to The Rock in a triple threat match with Kurt Angle. And he didn't win the belt back since. Uh, Well, no, that's a lie. When he reprised his role as Deadman, he won the belt again. Well, he won the World Heavyweight title. Okay. Uh, But he didn't have that long either. He's never had a long run as champion, ever. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Then you got sneaky guys, super sneaky, below-the-radar guys that nobody really gives the respect. Guys like Kane, who have won almost every belt. Tag champ, main champ, IC champ. There's a lot of guys that you look at this their their accolades and you're like, really? This dude really did all of that? Like you you say yeah. the Miz and you don't think the dude has won every belt in the company. Talk about sneaky. Look at Randy Orton. Bro, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Randy got, Orton's a thirteen time or some shit. That doesn't WWE even champion. that doesn't even make sense. I don't even understand how he won the belt. And and and, 13, and not for nothing, times. you're not going to agree with this at all because you hate his guts. But look at Edge. Yeah, I mean, I was never a fan. <laughs> I was Listen, never a you, fan. You you hate Edge, but look at this stat line. It's true. Eleven time eleven time heavyweight champion. What nine or ten time tag team champion, seven time or so intercontinental champion, European champion, hardcore champion, king of the ring, Royal Rumble winner. Hello, come on, bro. That's crazy. Come on, like better, yo, bro, better than Bret Hart. I'm just saying, I'm not on a shit on Bret Hart day. I love Bret, but the numbers speak for themselves. I think Bret had when he was at his peak, he was the man. He was the best. But I think we fall into that whole, I don't know, the nostalgia of Bret Hart more than the statistics of Bret Hart. Like, the numbers yeah. speak for themselves. The dude did not do as much as these guys that you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And granted, granted, his career was cut short, but when his WWE run, he didn't do as much. Yeah. And I think it's about era, too, because Bret Hart came up in the land of the big man where you had to be super big. That's the thing. It does hinder him, you know, but, hey, man, you can't, you can't. I think if Bret would have been around in this era, he would be just as big and and, and probably rack up 10 or or 12 titles, you know, just like Randy Orton and these guys. But you you can't take that away from these other dudes because of the era that they came in. It's not their fault. I think Randy yeah. Orton. I think Randy Orton competes in any era because he's like six foot four or six three. He's he's in great shape. You know, um, I don't know, man. This, this guy's that could that could be a criteria. Where could you have been in any era? Um, were you did you have longevity? Were you at least you know more than more than five or six years in the company? And and then we'll we'll break yeah. it down from there. But I definitely would like to do this. We could oh, come yeah, up, that sounds, we could come up that with, sounds like a plan. Everybody put down their own top 10, and we debate and that. And then we debate that 10, and then we vote on a 10, because it has to be done. I know we did the poll of the greatest wrestler of all time back when we were doing the clean finish. Um, yeah. You know, and Austin won that landslide. And I think the final two was Austin and Hogan, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Austin Hogan. And, and that's what led to the great debate, that first one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, man. That sounds that sounds like a plan. John Cena. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. 
And if you look at the numbers, The Rock might might trickle down and and be yeah. further down on that Listen, list. He's the biggest Hollywood star in the world right now. But in terms of wrestling history, his run was not that long either. You know, he just got uber famous and said, fuck it, I'm out of here. But, you know, if you want to look at it, The Rock first won the belt in 98, the end of 98. Okay. He was already out of the company by like 2001, 2002. Already making movies. Yeah, he did Scorpion you know King. Mean? You know, that was it. He had his run. He came back, wrestled CM Punk. He wrestled John Cena. You know, he was like yeah. super rare seasonally, you know, but I don't know, man. It's tough. It's, it, it'll be a tough one. But, yeah, we'll, we'll set up the rules, man. If it, it'll be probably just strictly WWE. Um, but a lot of those old timers, I think, are – like you said, trickling down your your savages, your warriors, your hogans, you know uh, those old those old school guys who did legendary shit. But if you like you said, you look at the statistics, you look at numbers, whatever, you know, I think a lot of those guys are going down the list, man. That's true. Compared to the, a lot of the accolades that these dudes who have been in the company 15, 12, you know, twenty years, you know what I mean, like so. Well, speaking of one of those guys who I'm sure is on every, should be in everybody's top five, if not, they're smoking weed. Um, John Cena uh, got attacked by Elias in the ring. John Cena ruined Elias's uh, concert when he was saying he's better than all the other bum legends that come before him, and he's taking over, whatever. Cena gets in the ring, they get a li- get into a little fight, and then Elias low blows John Cena after a attitude adjustment attempt and then hits him over the back with his guitar with the crowd going crazy so elias is kind of getting a a nice little push here and him feuding with cena that should be interesting man i like the dude i like the dude i don't like the fact that he wrestles in jeans i hate that that is a a (laughs) no-no for me um but i do like him i think he's funny i think he's charismatic i like the fact that john cena is willing to to give this kid the rub. Um, kudos to John Cena for that. I doubt that Cena will lose to this guy in a match. However, yeah. it's good for Elias. It gives somebody else in the company, you know, notoriety. The WWE needs as many stars as they can. As they can. Um, I like the dude. He's huge. He's just as big, if not bigger than Cena. He's a big dude. Yeah. He's sneaky yeah. big, you know. He's tall. Um, he, he's he's a good. He, he's good. I like him. Just lose the jeans and pause, and, and we'll be good. <laughs> yeah, I, he said uh, WWE stands for Walking with Elias. So, you know, he he got a good thing going there. So we get to the locker room, and in the APA's office. Bradshaw and Farouk, they're playing a poker game. They got Jeff Hardy, the Usos, uh, Natty's back there. You got Titus O'Neil with uh, Apollo Crews and Dana Brooke. You got Heath Slater and Rhino. And you got the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, playing poker. And MVP also, was there, too. We got, a face, we got a face from the past, MVP. Does that mean that he's back? Because he could still go, I'm assuming. Oh, MV, MVP is still in great shape. Oh, yeah. Um, I just think I think this may have been a one-off. I wouldn't mind seeing MVP. MVP. I was a fan. I was always a fan of MVP. Um, 
So they showed him back there playing poker. And apparently Heath Slater got caught cheating in a game of poker uh, by Titus Neal and Dana Brooke. And then he got mad and said he didn't cheat. So that led to a match with Rhino and Heath Slater against Titus Worldwide, Titus O'Neal and uh, Apollo Crews. Um, And that ended in a no contest when the Dudley boys came out and and beat up on Heath Slater, 3 ding him through a table. It was good to see the Dudleys. It's always good to see the Dudleys together. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, man, they didn't really get much of a reaction when they came out. No. Oh, I don't I, think people no. know who they are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they, they passed their – I love the Dudleys. They're the greatest – for me, the greatest tag team ever. They're, they're, yeah. You know, but um, – I don't know. I think the era of the old dude coming back is kind of dead. Like I don't. I kind of don't want to see these guys. You know, like as much as I, yeah. as much as I love the Dudleys, as much as I would, it would be cool to see Austin come back for one. More, I kind of don't want to see it. It kind of ruins. It looks bad on their legacy for me. Like you know, like yeah. the Rock is still especially in shape, they, especially if they look bad. Right. Like I don't. I don't want to see that. Like it, it, it. I'm good. I saw the Undertaker walk out there. He looked old as hell and it was it was like no just stay stay home you know just i don't know like i I, the the era of these dudes wrestling in their 50s is not happening in wwe anymore i think there's too much young talent there um and it's and around the world that you know the wwe hasn't signed yet that you don't need these guys man like jericho is borderline you know he just had an amazing match at new japan but it's like okay you got like a year or two left of that, and then it's like, okay, you got to go. You know, um, I don't know. I don't want to see old dudes wrestle anymore. Yeah. I mean, I had the privilege of seeing Devon's uh, retirement match um, at, a, at a House of Glory show out in Queens. Uh, the Dudleys, the Hardys, and uh, the House of Glory tag team champions were, were in that match, too. Right. Um, and, uh, it was Devon's last, it was Devon's retirement match uh, before actually working as a uh, agent for WWE so it was cool to see that <clears throat> if this was just a one-off which I'm sure it is uh it, you know it was cool to see but like I said they didn't get much of a reaction and like you said the seeing all the old timers come out you know for a run like that and you know it's getting old really fast so um the main event match for the Manhattan Center we're back in the Manhattan Center uh we have DX DX came out uh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels doing their little promo. Then the New Age Outlaws came out, did a little, did their thing, and then X Pac came out. The people were chanting one, two, three, you know, as an homage to the one, two, three kid. And uh, all of a sudden, you hear Scott Hall's Razor Ramon music. So Ray, Scott Hall's coming down, and then they cut to commercial. I, yo, I was like, oh God, I hope this dude is not on drugs. I hope, <laughs> I hope. that was my first reaction because there's a video of him coming out on an indie show. This is years ago. Oh, yeah. And it was sad. And Scott Hall is Austin number one, Sting number two, and for me, Scott Hall number three. Those are my top three favorite wrestlers. I was like, oh yeah. God, please, no, 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 no. But luckily, I think it was just that he's old and it took him a while to get to the ring, so they had to pay yeah, some bills. Yeah, that and it. It may have been the last commercial break they had to take contractually, probably. Right. So, but for me, it was just so sudden. I was like, "Did he faint?" Like I thought something bad happened to Sun, 
But, uh, you know, the, they came back from commercial. He was in the ring, and he started going his AEO, and he did his survey or whatever the case. So he was good. I was like, all right, cool. You know, then all of a sudden, the revival came out out of nowhere. No, no, it wasn't the revival. Not yet. It was uh, Balor. The Balor mm-hmm, Club came mm-hmm. out. Um, Finn Balor, Gallows, and Anderson, they all came out. And the click, you know, gave the, the too sweet to, to the Balor Club, which was a pretty good moment. <clears throat> and then um, then the revival came out for an impromptu match with Gallows and Anderson, um, which Gallows and Anderson won with the Magic Killer. And then at the end of the match, uh, I think, I don't know if it was Dash, I think it was Dash, uh, Dash yeah, Wilder. He, he went up to Scott Hall talking shit, and then Scott Hall hit him with the toothpick. And then uh, everybody did their finisher. X-Pac hit the X-Factor. Um, I want to say Michaels hit uh, Sweet Chin Music. Billy Gunn did the Famouser. Then Triple H did the Pedigree. Everybody did their move on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then then that was it. I think they all posed in the ring, you know, did the Too Sweet and all that stuff. And they all, it was pretty cool to see, you know, Balor and them with, with Michaels and Triple H and all that. It was a pretty cool thing to see. What they didn't show, what... Uh, they showed, I guess, uh, on YouTube, somebody posted a video. After that, The Miz came out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> at, the, at the Manhattan Center. He went from Brooklyn to Manhattan. <coughs> and uh, he was like, you know, say how he beat Roman Reigns, and he's one of the greatest Intercontinental Champions ever. Then he started talking crap to them. Then all of a sudden, Seth Rollins came out by himself. <laughs> and then he was talking him and Miz were going back and forth then all of a sudden Miz had his back turned and then Seth Rollins did the curb stomp to Miz it was weird yeah. it was a weird little scenario that went on there and then they closed that out and then they to end the night in Barclays they had the confrontation with Strowman Lesnar and Kane I actually fell asleep through this so uh, did you see this confrontation between the three guys? Yeah, in the main it was event quick. The it was it was real quick. Um, Braun came out, threw Kane over the top ropes. Um, he attacked Brock, put him through the announcers table, and that was really it. It was quick. No words exchanged. No nothing. It was just Braun whooping everybody's ass, which is not a good sign. But, not uh, a good but, yeah. sign. No, um, never a good <laughs> sign. I mean, we're gonna get into our predictions in a little bit for the Rumble and for NXT, but uh, just 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 to throw it out there, what's the probability in your mind of Kane winning the world title? Zero. Okay, that enough said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was Raw twenty five, twenty fifth anniversary, mixed with a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, so in your in your opinion, how how did you like the show uh, Raw twenty five? I the matches I don't really pay attention to. I don't really care for that. I thought it was okay. I didn't like the 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 Manhattan Center, Brooklyn, uh, Barclays Center. You know, I didn't like that they se- separated that. I think it should have just been at one place. I get it. If you want to do a show, then just do it at the Manhattan Center. You know, take the L. You're gonna lose a bit of money, but whatever. Make it nostalgic. It's for one night. You can afford it. You should, they should have yeah. had everything at the Manhattan Center, um, but whatever, man. It, it, I, I think they could have probably done more, but then again, it's only a Monday Night Raw. For a go-home show, it was kind of lame. They didn't really do much for, for a go-home. It was okay. Yeah. You know, seeing Austin is always good. Um, the little DX reunion was cool. I, I felt I felt good for, for uh, X-Pac, Sean Waldman. I know he's had a rough go. 
I like the fact that Triple H mentioned China's name. Um, yes. It was cool. It was yes. cool. It was okay. Yeah, I, I was I was happy that Triple H mentioned Rick Rude and China, and that, that was cool. That was cool. Um, one thing I failed to mention, uh, JR and Jerry Lawler were doing commentary for the Manhattan Center. Um, <clears throat> but a lot of fans were pissed off. Because for the mo- for most of the night they were watching a screen of the stuff that was happening in Barclays. <laughs> so you know you had a lot of guys there that paid probably two three hundred bucks to be there to watch it on TV. You know, yep. um, but you know they should have known better. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, but you know whatever they got what they got. They got the little DX reunion. They got the Undertaker. They got. You know, a couple of matches here and there So, you know, whatever Um, So that was the 25th anniversary of Raw Uh, Now we're going to get into the prediction show part of the program here First we're going to get into the NXT TakeOver Philly card Um, This is on Saturday night Um, The first match of the night we have Cassius Ono going up against the Velveteen Dream. Who you got in that one? The Velveteen Dream. I think Cassius right. Ono has been a flop. I hate the name Cassius Ono. I think they should have kept him Chris Hero. I think he needs to lose 30 pounds, and then maybe we could talk. I'm tired of him wearing basketball replica jerseys. I think that's corny. <laughs> um, even though I love basketball, I think it's whack. I think I just don't. I think he's too listen i'm not a sizist whatever everything is about but he looks terrible he's too fat he looks like mick foley trying to do flips and shit it's not it's not working bro you got to take six months get into shape i mean we all know what you could do in ring whoever followed chris hero knows that he's incredible but it just doesn't look good man as good as nia Jax looks in ring like as far as her moves are concerned she just is flopping all over the place and so is Cassius Ono. He's not a big, fat guy that is just going to be a dominant wrestler like a, a King Kong Bundy. He's like a twin. He's like he's got a dad bod, and it looks weird. And I think the Velveteen Dream is hot right now. I like the character. I think he can wrestle. The match that he had with um, Alistair Black was incredible. And they're yeah. going to give him the push. I don't see. I don't see any way he doesn't get the push. Yeah, I agree. I'm going with the with the Dream. On that one for sure. Um, he, he's 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 the one that they got to push right now. So, you know, Cassius Ono has to be on the back burner on that one. Um, second match they have, according to the Wikipedia, uh, is for the NXT Tag Team Championship. You got the Alders of Pain, along with Precious Paul Ellering, challenging the Undisputed Era's Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. You got? I got... O'Reilly and Fish, and then the Authors of Pain go into WWE because you can't have War Machine and the Authors of Pain on the same show. They're both kind of the same, except I think War Machine are better wrestlers. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I definitely got the Undisputed Era. They just got the belts. They're brand new. They're the best thing going right now in NXT. They're the hottest faction. So yeah, definitely uh, 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 these two. Yeah, I agree. I these guys losing on their first event. I mean, it's happened. Uh, I see that happening. AOP has had their shot. They're already with the dance. And, uh, yeah, they're, I, I'm pretty sure they're WWE bound. Uh, even even to say maybe next Monday night, we could probably see them on TV. Exactly. Um, 
for the NXT Women's Championship. Ember Moon is defending against Shayna Baszler. Uh, I told this to you off air. I think this is when we see Ronda Rousey. I think that she somehow interferes and Shayna gets the belt. Yeah. And then we see Ronda on Sunday, but we could talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. It's just so weird seeing that name. Like, yeah, I mean, NXT Women's Championship, Shayna Baszler. <laughs> right, she was a uh, original, one of the original MMA women uh, pioneers. If you don't know Shayna Baszler, yeah. if you strictly just know her as a wrestler, uh, quick breakdown: she's a women's female, uh, a woman's female, <laughs> a female <laughs> MMA, a WMMA uh, pioneer, one of the original girls. She competed in the Ultimate Fi- Fighter. Uh, she wrestled. She wrestled. She fought in the UFC for a quick bit, and now you know she's made it. Apparently, her dream was always to wrestle in the WWE. She went through the indie circuit and made her way through that yeah. tournament, and and now you know she's wrestling for the for the title, and she's cool. She's good, man. She's she's got yeah, you know she needs to fix her teeth. Her teeth are crazy, but um, aside from that, she she's good. She can wrestle. She she's not terrible with the promos. You know, she's she's solid, man. And I think her, if if the rumors are true that Ronda Rousey is is joining the WWE, I think her her association with Ronda Rousey is going to help her tremendously. Yeah, I just hope that WWE doesn't hold her down because she's not the prettiest of some. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is not pretty. But then again, Bailey um, Bailey was champion. Bailey's not the best. Bailey's got a nice ass, but she's not the prettiest flower in the in the bouquet the either. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not the. Oh, which a little sidetrack. Now that we're talking about pretty and ugly or whatever. Um, apparently, Sunny was said something on Twitter or her Facebook or something like that, and uh, somebody mentioned to her that Candice LeRae got signed to to NXT, and she was like, "Oh, no." WWE's not going to do much with her because she's not that pretty or, or she's not, you know, they're, they're not going to really do much with her because she's not, you know, or unless she gets surgery like someone like Bailey did to her, you know, they're not going to really do much with mm-hmm. her. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, there's not, there's nothing wrong with Candice LeRae. I don't see what the problem not is with all. Candice LeRae. Not at all. And she's probably the best wrestler of all of these girls. Yeah. She's yeah. crazy. She's very solid in ring. She's she's cute. You know, she's married to Johnny Gargano, and who's yep. and he's already make he's making a name for himself in the company. So I, I think she'll be all right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so co-main event we have Alistair Black versus Adam Cole, baby, in an Extreme Rules match. Who you got in that one? Oof. I like Alistair, man. And he's undefeated, right? He hasn't lost in NXT, as far as I know. Well, he one-on-one, no. Right, but, okay. Uh, he's the one that did eat the pin on that Fatal 4-Way number one contender match. Okay, okay. I, uh, I, I'm i going to give it to Adam Cole, just based on he's super hot right now, and it'll look great on him that he beat uh, Alistair Black. I think Cole beats Black and then wrestles you know, whoever is the NXT champ at the time. But I, yeah. I, it's a tough one. This is the most. This is probably going to be the best match on the card. No, it's going to be a good one. But uh, it's inter- it's going to be interesting. I got Cole though. Yeah, I agree. I'll take Adam. Hello. Yep. 
think we lost Jay. Let's see what happened here. Yo. Yo, you back? Okay, good. You say you had Adam yeah. Cole? Yeah, yeah, I got Adam Cole. Um, I got him, you know, because it's no disqualification, so I see him getting help from Fish and O'Reilly at some point. Um, but, yeah, I definitely see Adam Cole getting the win uh, in a great match. I, just like you said, I agree. I think it's going to be the best match of the night for sure. Um, and in the main event, we have Andrade Cien Almas with Zelina Vega defending the NXT title against Johnny Gargano. I got Cien Almas. I got him for the win. I think he's good. Uh, he has the that girl he's with, his valet or his manager, whatever you want to call her. She's hot. Um, it, it, it's yep. cool. I think I think it works for him. Yeah. Now this is the scenario where I feel Johnny Gargano loses because of a returning Tommaso Ciampa. Okay. Um, and I see the Ciampa Gargano match for like takeover before WrestleMania and a big, uh, you know big deal type of match. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I go with Almas with, uh, with interference from, from Tommaso Ciampa. I'll go with that. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's the NXT card, and obviously they're going to have some dark matches that uh, will be aired on the NXT show for next week. Um, already from what I heard, uh, Nikki Cross is going to be wrestling Lacey Evans, who is uh, that former Marine chick that comes out looking like a sailor. And uh, what else? And also, it will be the return of TM61 in tag team action. So that'll be for NXT for next week. Okay. Um, then we get into the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble is obviously Sunday night. I believe a 7 p.m. start time because it's mm-hmm. one of the big four. Um, so, yeah. So first match on the card that's showing, according to Wikipedia, the Usos are defending the WWE tag team, uh, SmackDown tag team titles in a two out of three falls match against Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Uh, I think the Usos are hot right now, man. I like them as the champs. Uh, I want to see Gable by himself. So I'm going to just go with the Usos. I think uh, that's going to be tough, man, because they kind of teased Gable and Benjamin winning the belts a couple weeks back, but then they reversed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did that to see what type of reaction they will get, and they got a good one. Um, so I think Gable and Benjamin um, being transitional champions if they win this. But uh, I agree. I think the Usos are on such a run right now, they can't just stop it. You know what I mean? Um I think the Usos deserve a WrestleMania match as tag team champions. Even if they lose it then, they deserve that opportunity. Um, So, yeah, I agree. I'll go with the Usos. Um, And that's followed by another tag team title match for the Raw brand. Seth Rollins and Jason Jordan defending against The Bar, Cesaro and Sheamus. The Bar. I don't like this Rollins-Jordan tag team. I hate tag teams that don't have names. Um, <laughs> I don't like that shit at all. I'm going with I'm going with the bar for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely going with that. They they hinted at dissension between Rollins and Jordan on 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 Monday, and no one likes Jason Jordan, and I don't like Jason Jordan. So, yeah, yeah Kurt Angle's son is going to lose his, the only title he he has, you know, has has gotten. Um, 
up next, uh, straight to the SmackDown Heavyweight Championship, you have AJ Styles defending the belt in a handicap match against the Yep Movement, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. <laughs> the Yep Movement. <laughs> I got I got AJ. Um, they always do the shit where the guy defeats, overcomes such crazy odds, you know. Uh, yeah. I got AJ for sure. I think he has the belt until Mania. Um, yeah. But they might try to experiment with this whole co-champion thing and, and let it run for a little bit. We'll see. But yeah, I can see that. I can see saying. that happening. Yeah. That's nothing. It'll be funny, you know. But I'm going to go AJ. I'm going to go AJ. Yeah, I think AJ's the safe pick, and I'll do the same. But to be devil's advocate, if, if Owens and Zayn are dual heavyweight champion, that would be hilarious. That would be funny. That would be hilarious. And then they end up, what, like, I can see them doing some crazy shit, like them defending the belt against somebody, and then one of them pinning each other, and they get to keep the belt. Mm-hmm. And then like, eventually oh, they have to... Them we're going to make them fight each other. Like, yeah, we're going to do a triple yeah, threat match and yeah. they pin each other and they keep the belt. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they could do a I lot with that. I forget who did that. I think it was the New Age Outlaws that did that one time. They had them in like a fatal four-way. I think it was them and a bunch of, you know, the old Attitude Era tag teams. And they actually tagged each other in on opposite sides and they were about to fight each other. And then Road Dog just rolled up Billy and let him pin him and they kept the belts. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I could see that happening, but I think it's going to be an interesting match. Um, <clears throat> then that goes into the Universal Title Triple Threat match: Brock Lesnar versus Braun versus Kane. Brock, unfortunately, I don't see Brock losing the belt anytime soon until Mania. And right, the fact that Mania, and right? the fact that Braun that. beat the shit out of everybody on Monday lets us know that he's not going to get the belt. Who eats the pin, Kane? Braun, no, nah. Really? Uh, I, I, I know they don't want to make Braun look weak, so I could, I, yeah, I got Braun. I could see Braun doing like the power slam to Kane, and then Brock, all of a sudden, pulls out an F five and, and gets the quick pin, runs out of the ring, and you know does all that shit. I got, I got Braun okay. taking the pin. Okay, okay. <clears throat> then up next we have. Oh, this is cool. Wikipedia has all the names of the people who are going to be in the Rumbles. That works. Okay, so we have the Women's Royal Rumble match. Um, Stephanie McMahon apparently is going to be the guest commentator for this. Um, She put an announcement out there that she wants to be a part of this history-making moment, and she wants to be in the broadcast booth for the Women's Rumble match. Now, here are the names who they have listed so far in the Women's Royal Rumble. Naomi, Asuka, Ruby Riot, Natalia, Sasha, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville, Carmella, Tamina, Lana, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, Alicia Fox, and Dana Brooke. <clears throat> so that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 out of 30 girls. So you have 12 spots remaining mm-hmm. for God knows who. Yep. So, I mean, unless uh, we have a Ronda Rousey, Trish Stratus, Lita, Ember Moon, uh, those Australian chicks from NXT. Barring, let's pretend that these are the only women that are in this rumble. 
Um, I guess barring any surprise entries who win this thing, what uh, known chicks from each brand do we feel is going to be there at the end? Uh, what are we doing, a final four? Yeah, you can do a final four if you want. All right, final four, Nia Jax. Uh, Nia Jax, Sasha Banks. I would have had Paige, but Paige is gone, so I'm going Ruby Riot and Oscar. Yep, that sounds that sounds about right. That sounds pretty good. Who, and, who wins out of those four? Ah oh man, my I, I shit. I got Nia Jax. Jax. Yeah. I just don't yeah, see how I anybody. I see Nia and Oscar being the final two. Um, I can see that happening. My original pick was Paige to win this thing, but obviously, unless all of you guys have been living under a rock, uh, Paige's career is definitely in question after uh, suffering a stinger, after being kicked in the back by Sasha Banks at a house show. Um, uh, sources have said that her career is over, but WWE has not made a statement saying that. Um, she's still on TV. She's still, I guess, the manager of of, of, of uh, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Um, but for the moment, she is not cleared. And for the near future, she has not been cleared to wrestle. Right. So apparently she's just being used as a manager at this point. Um, so Paige would have been my pick to win the Royal Rumble uh, in a big, big time return. But at this point, I agree. I would have to go with either Nia Jax or Asuka. And gun to my head, as dominant as Asuka has been, I would probably have to go your way and lean toward Nia Jax. Um, but, but like I said, <laughs> you have 12 other women that's going to be in this thing that we don't know who the hell is going to be. Exactly. Um, so it could be any, it could be anybody, you know, yeah, and yeah. if it ends up being someone like Ronda Rousey, how do you make Ronda Rousey lose on her debut? Exactly. Um, how, how about this for a curveball? Stephanie McMahon is doing commentary. She just runs in. What if Stephanie McMahon is like number 30? And she just dumps whoever is sitting there, like in pain or whatever, dumps them out. That's very, that's something very McMahon-ish yep. to do. And I tell you what, man, the last time she wrestled against Brie, she looked way looked better than Brie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looked way better than Brie, who wrestles full-time. She's strong. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Just mentioned something. Don't, don't you dare say it. What about the damn Bella Twins? No, oh. no, thank you. I don't want any of them. Nikki, I can see she's aesthetically pleasing, but no, I'm good. I don't want to. They'll be in the match. They'll be in the match. But I, don't know, I don't know if you've been watching Total Divas this season. Yeah, they want to make a comeback. Bree really wants to come back. She's she's horrible, bro. She needs to. No, no, thank you. Oh man, but yeah, I totally forgot about the damn Bellas. Oh. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I, I would say not knowing who the surprise entries are going to be, I'm leaning toward Nia Jax. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and then the the main Royal Rumble. Um, so far, these are the names that they got here on the Wikipedia. Elias, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, John Cena, Finn Balor, Baron Corbin, Woken Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, so they are in the Rumble. Um, Rusev, Aiden English, Apollo Crews, Titus O'Neil, The Miz, Ty Dillinger, 
and all three members of New Day and Finn Balor. So that is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. They did the exact same thing with the men that they did with the women. They left 12 slots open. No Roman Reigns. I don't see no him Roman there. Reigns. I don't see Seth Rollins there. I mean, well, Seth Rollins is in the tag team match unless they're gonna throw him, unless he's doing double duty. Right, 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 right. But yeah, Roman Reigns. I'm surprised he's not in that list. He'll be. There's no way that he'll um, he'll, he'll, yeah, be there. he'll he'll be there. He'll be there. My final four: The Miz. John Cena, nope, nope. The John Cena is gonna be like the sixth or fifth guy and get eliminated. I got the yeah. Miz, John, uh, Roman Reigns, uh, Elias. Wait a minute, they got Finn Balor's name in here twice, so I'm assuming one of them is Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> I got yeah, I got the Miz, Roman Reigns. This one is way tougher than the woman. Yeah. The Miz, Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, and... Shit. I'm, <laughs> it's hard. And Randy Orton, just because just they love them some Randy Orton. I don't I don't see Cena making it into that, that five spot. And I got The Miz winning. The Miz? Yeah, I think it's the era of the Miz right now. Wow. Yeah, for my final four, I see Balor, I see Miz, Roman, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, uh, and for a winner, hmm. The Miz makes a lot of sense, man. Um, but just, uh, just for the hell of it, um, you know what? I'm a trade. I'm a trade Nakamura, and I'm gonna put Elias in that final four. Okay. I can um, see that. I can see that. I don't see him winning though. That's a big jump. No, um, yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> and quite frankly, man, I don't see Balor winning either. It, you know, the Miz is looking good, man. It's rough. And the funny thing is, I remember we did our first uh, draft like a couple years back, and we didn't even want to draft that dude. No. So, damn, he's looking. From this little list that they have here, I can easily see uh, Reigns and Miz, the final two, and Miz winning that. I can see that. But, you know... Just like with the women, they li- they left twelve slots open for God knows who could come out of that curtain in that Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be a surprise debut. Even though I don't know what superstar is on that in that market that can go straight to the main, uh, besides someone like a Kenny Omega, but he signed to New Japan for another year. Yep, um, Jericho could come out. Jericho has said that he's not going to be in it, but then again, he could be fibbing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you never know who could walk through that curtain, yeah, man. Yeah, with, yeah. with 12, you figure, who's in NXT that's hot right now? Uh, Drew McIntyre. Drew, I was thinking if he was ready. You know who I don't see on this list? Jinder Mahal. 
No, that's true. Unless whoever did this, you know, right? Whoever did this Wikipedia list is not putting all the information. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I could I could easily see Jinder Mahal as the top four. Yep. At this point, um, but yeah, Daniel uh, Bryan could, could the, fuck the, around. The mystic is pretty good. There's rumors that Daniel Bryan has been that. cleared to wrestle. He could mess around and, and be a, a, a Rumble entrant. I'll tell you this, man. Because at that Raw 25, the Miz and Daniel Bryan locked eyes on each other again. Yeah. <laughs> I could easily see Miz in the ring by himself. Mm-hmm. And then that freaking March of the Valkyries comes on and the yep. whole place going crazy. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be interesting, man. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, the, the, the Royal Rumble is always fun, man. Oh, one match that I missed. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know if it's going to be on the pre-show, but it's not listed here. Uh, Bobby Roode, I think, is defending his U.S. title against Jinder Mahal in a rematch. That's why I didn't see their names there. Okay. I like it. I got Bobby, of course. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Bobby in that one. Uh, he just got the belt. But yeah, man, to have Bobby Roode and Jinder not in the Rumble, I think they should do double duty and put them in there. Yeah, they usually do. If you're not if you're not competing for the title, then I don't see you know. It's not like they have thirty guys, big big time guys they could just throw in there and replace these dudes with. You got yeah. You got six guys in in the title match. So that's six slots. That's six main slots. Brock ain't in the match. Braun, Kane, AJ, Kevin, and Sami Zayn. That's six people in two matches. That's, that, and those are big names. Yeah, to you got to fill those. You know, who are you going to put? Uh, uh, Kalisto? Nobody wants to see that bums. You know what I'm saying? Nobody. No. Come on. No. You got yeah. to gotta do it big. Triple H can mess yeah, around and join and be in the Rumble. Hey, Shawn Michaels. I mean, it's, you know, anybody. Anybody. You know, it, it could be, you know, it's interesting. That's why the Royal Rumble is always very exciting. There have been some Royal Rumble duds the past couple of years. Yep. But uh, two years ago when AJ Styles made his debut, that was big. Mm-hmm. That was big. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe, unfortunately, is not going to be in it yep. due to a foot injury. Um, he had originally proclaimed his eligibility for the Rumble, but got taken out later on after that. So uh, I think Samoa Doe could have been a candidate. I would be surprised if we see like a no way old Right. But yeah, I mean, so we've seen a lot of rumbles. Growing up, what, what, to your knowledge, what's your favorite rumble? Uh, it probably two. I don't know the year, two thousand one to two thousand two, where the final four was Austin, I think Perfect, Kurt Angle, and Triple H. That was my favorite, and Triple yeah, H was, ended that, up winning. That, that, that was that was two thousand two. Yeah, I mean Van Dam was in there, Benoit was in there, Undertaker, every like it was it was jam packed. We got yeah, Booker, 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 Booker T. T. It was yeah, 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 it was crazy. Because that was the first that was the first rumble they had after they bought out WCW. So right, right, right. after that. the invasion and all that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was dope. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, that one is one of my favorites, and 92 is one of my favorites also. 92 was pretty good. Um, and you just saw that recently, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I went through a bunch. <laughs> I just took a day and started watching Royal Rumble <laughs> matches for no reason. Yeah, yeah. That one was pretty good. And for the time in 92, that was star-studded as well. Um, you know, you had Flair won it, and that was the first Rumble that was actually for the belt because the belt was vacated. Um, <clears throat> and the final three was Hogan, Sid, and Flair, which is pretty crazy. Um Shawn Michaels was in there, uh, British Bulldog, uh, a whole bunch of dudes. It was just a freaking legend. It, that was like a legend rumble. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it I mean, was, so it was. That was pretty good. Savage was in there, Jake Roberts, you know, a whole bunch of guys, a whole bunch of guys. Um, so, yeah, man, that, that was our predictions for the Royal Rumble. Um, before we finish up this joint, Get into um, <clears throat> get into uh, the next edition of Jay's pay per view rewind, which uh, we'll talk about the two pay per views. I don't know if you you're ready to get these pay per views up on your on your end. Mm-hmm. Um, it is Royal Rumble '98 against WCW Sold Out '98. <laughs> then after that, we'll talk about the Super Bowl, and then we go to bed. Well, at least I will. Izzy, Izzy went to sleep already. He, yeah. he, already, he already got his, like, nine hours of sleep. Sold out. <laughs> Sold out, WCW. 1998. So far, WCW is kicking WWE's ass. This, by the way. Yeah, yeah 97, cool. WCW pretty much dominated that, yeah. Terrible. WWE was shit in 97. Yeah, all those in-your-houses were pretty garbage. Horrible. <laughs> All, right. Cool. All right, so I think I'm gonna start off with, with with WCW. Give it a little bit of a change. I'll let I'll let WCW start it out. So the first match we had an eight man luchador tag match, which they love to do. You had Juventud Guerrero, Super Calo, Liz Marta Jr., and Chavo Guerrero Jr. defeated La Parca, Psychosis. And Izzy's favorite luchador, Silver King, <laughs> and El Dandy. El Dandy's my favorite, man. Chill. In, uh, in uh, nine minutes and 30 seconds. How do you have an eight-man match, match that only lasts nine minutes? That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's insane. That must have been a spot. And I remember fight. at the end of the match, after everybody lost, La Parker grabbed the steel chair and hit everybody with it. I mean, I'm sure the match was good just based off the talent that's in there. These dudes just fucking did everything, flipping and, and all this shit. So I, I don't remember yeah. this pay-per-view much, um, but I always go back and watch. But I could tell you based off the matches itself, the people in it, um, yeah, I definitely... Actually, I do remember this. I do remember this this pay-per-view. I remember everything but this these Lucha matches because they had so many of them. It was like one per card. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I think I, I appreciate La Parca more as, as, as an, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. an adult more than I did when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. Because looking, looking back at it, the dude was freaking hilarious. He was. He <laughs> was funny. Um, second match on the card was a good one. Um, Chris Benoit finally got his hands on Raven, and uh, Benoit and Raven wrestled in a Ravens Rules match. And this is uh, Chris Benoit 
got the cripple cross face on Raven. That's when he put him Ray- to sleep, right? He was smiling, passed yeah. out. Yeah, he yeah. smiled and then passed out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was good. Yeah, and, and I mentioned it on our last show. You know, I, I love that feud. Th- those guys had great matches. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, then after that, we had Lionheart Chris Jericho. Defeating Rey Mysterio Jr. for the WCW Cruiserweight title, which at the end, when the crowd was booing Jericho, he went full heel and decided to beat the living shit out of Rey Jr. and mess up his leg and all that stuff, Um, which started turning into, you know, the metamorphosis of the Chris Jericho that we know nowadays. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Then for the television title, we had Booker T defeating the veteran Rick Martel. They had a good feud, though. These dudes had good matches together. Yeah, yeah. I think Martel was easily 40-something years old at the yeah, time, but yeah. he, looked, he was in crazy shape. He could go, though. Yeah, yeah. He He's underrated. I mean, he's not He's not top nothing, no, no, but, he, but he, was, he gets forgotten. He was, a great, he, was, he was a great talent. Yeah, he gets forgotten. Yeah. We had Larry Zabisco. With Dusty Rhodes in his corner, defeated Scott Hall with Louis Piccoli, the late Louis Piccoli, uh, by disqualification. And this is where Dusty Rhodes turned on Larry Zabisco and joined the NWO. Yeah, I remember this. Everybody he went for NWO. a bionic elbow on Scott Hall, but accidentally, our knowledge hit Larry. But then he started dropping elbows on Larry and Scott, and went with Scott Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, when that happened, the mood totally changed because, I mean, come on, that's the American dream. That's Mr. WCW. Mm -hmm. And then he took off the shirt and he was NWO. Um, So, yeah, he was the one who sold out that night. Um, Then we got Ray Trailer, Big Boss Man, and the Steiner Brothers defeated Conan and the team of Vicious and Delicious, Scott Norton and Buff Bagwell. In 12 minutes and 20 seconds. That was one of the things where Rick Steiner tagged Scott and Scott took over the whole match and beat everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, Kevin Nash, along with Hollywood Hogan and Eric Bischoff, defeated the Giant. Is this when he broke his neck? He gave him the powerbomb and fucked him up? That's that's exactly what happened, I believe. Yep. Okay. I don't know what possessed Kevin Nash to try that, but... Yeah, yeah, he's bugging. Yeah, that was rough. That was rough to see. Um, then uh, in the co-main event, we had the day, the wrestling debut of Brett the Hitman Hart, who has been prevalent on this show tonight, um, <laughs> defeated the Nature Boy Ric Flair in 18 minutes and six seconds. So they let the two veterans work that night. That's a good um, match. And that's a good match, man. Flair and Brett, that's mm-hmm. a good match. That's a good um, match. The main event is weird. They didn't even have a title Lex- on this. Like, no, no, who was no. the champion? The the title, I think, was vacated because of the whole uh, Sting and Hogan thing at, at the at the Starcade pay-per-view. They stripped Sting of the belt, and they made a match between Sting and Hogan for the next pay-per-view instead of that night, which is weird. And uh, it was a whole controversy because Scott Hall had won that World War Three Battle Royal or whatever the hell, right, and right, he was right, the right. one contender. And then they made the match for Hogan and Sting, and they 
then Scott Hall would get the title shot at whoever won that match. It was it was mm. craziness. But uh yeah, the main event, Lex Luger defeated Randy Savage in seven minutes. I could guarantee that match was terrible. Yeah. Oh yeah. Guarantee. Oh uh, yeah. Because Randy Savage could go, but he also needed someone else who can go and yeah, Luger can't. Lex was so. never good like that. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Compared to some of the cards that they had in '97, this one was kind of weak. Yeah, the WCW. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um. So let's go head up to WWE Royal Rumble '98 and compare this card. Let's see if WWE can take the first show of '98. <clears throat> I remember this very well, actually. Yeah. First match on the card: Vader defeated the artist formerly known as Goldust with Luna. In seven minutes and fifty-one seconds, I believe this is when Vader Vader bombed him with Luna on his back. Yep, um, that was pretty good. Goldust was a sick bastard at this point. He was wearing weird. like thongs and yeah, yeah, yeah. face paint. His face paint was like black and blue, he and was he, weird. he was rough. He was rough back then. Um, they had <laughs> they had a six man mini match, um, <laughs> which they loved. They had Max Mini, Mosaic, and Nova defeating Batalion, El Torito, and Tarantula. And Sonny was the special guest referee. They won the match in 7 minutes and 48 seconds. I really didn't give two shits about, you know, no disrespect to, you know, the little people. No thanks. I'm good. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't give a damn about this. I'll pass. And here, here's here's two guys that we were talking about on the last show that we did: The Rock and Ken Shamrock. They had a match for the Intercontinental Title. The Rock won by disqualification, but uh, Ken Shamrock originally won the match. But uh, The yeah, Rock snuck his. Uh, I believe he's uh, his uh, brass knuckles, and he stuck it in Ken Shamrock's tights. And then the ref thought Ken <laughs> yeah, hit him yeah. with the brass knuckles. Took the belt and gave it right back to The Rock. Then Shamrock snapped or something like that. He snapped the hell out of a bunch of referees. Yeah, <clears throat> that match was ten minutes and fifty-two seconds. Then we had the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, defeated the New Age Outlaws by disqualification in the tag team title match. Um, then we had the the Royal Rumble, which was won by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, I believe this is the Royal Rumble where I think Vince McMahon had a hit on him. Target on him, yep. And everybody was waiting for Austin to get in. His music hit. He came from the back and beat everybody's ass. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the Royal Rumble in total lasted 55 minutes. Um, Then the main event in a casket match, Shawn Michaels defeated The Undertaker. And with help from all of DX and Kane, they lit Kane it on fire, right? Kane chokeslammed the Undertaker into the casket, locked it, broke it with and an axe, and set it on fire. Yeah. To end that. So that led to, the obviously, the match between Taker and Kane at WrestleMania uh, 14. So that was a pretty good match, Taker and Sean. That, that yeah, lasted yeah. 20 minutes and 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So... I'd say besides the midget match, I mean, you know, little people, I know they don't like to be called midgets. Um, <laughs> besides the mini match, uh, the card looked pretty solid. Um, yeah, I yeah, know yeah. In, the Royal, the, in the Royal Rumble, I know Cactus Jack and Terry, Terry Funk, Funk as Chainsaw Charlie was the first two guys out. Yeah. And they were beating the shit out of each other with chairs and garbage cans and stuff. 
Um, but uh, what, what do you think comparing the two cards? Uh, well, this one only has six matches. WCW has nine. Um, WCW started off strong, though. Their first... Uh, WCW might have the... <laughs> their main event is so bad, though. <laughs> The main event is That's so what bad. I mean. like they started strong, but then they kind of got yeah. weak. The main event is so <laughs> bad. Flair Brett is 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 a big is a big one. Um, yeah. Benoit Raven is a big one. Yeah. I think I'd say the best matches they had was Brett Flair, Raven, Benoit, and probably Jericho and Mysterio. Mysterio. Yeah, for sure. And then if you look at WWE's big three in terms of matches, I mean, the Rumble match itself. It supersedes everything, yeah. And then you got Michaels and Taker in a casket match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, let's see all the names that were in this Rumble, just for the hell of it. Cactus Jack came out number one. Terry Funk. Tom Brandy. You remember Tom Brandy? Mm-hmm. That Italian? Um, yeah. <laughs> then The Rock was also in the Rumble. My. Mosh of the Headbangers. Phineas, who later on became Midian. Uh, you have Eight Ball, you have Bradshaw, Owen Hart, Steve Blackman, D'Lo Brown, Kurgan, Mark Merrow, Ken Shamrock, Thrasher, Mankind, because he did all three faces of Foley in this yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, Gold Dust, Jeff Jarrett, The Honky Tonk Man, Ahmed Johnson, Mark Henry, Skull. Kama Mustafa, a.k.a. The Godfather, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Henry Godwin, Savio Vega, Farouk, Dude Love, Chains, and Vader. Vader came out number 30. He lasted two minutes. That roster is terrible. <laughs> Jesus, that roster sucks, man. I mean, yeah, that wow. Was bad. Wow, this roster is bad. I mean, I think w, w, was WWE in front of the... They didn't have the, they didn't win the the wars until way after this, right? There's no way. way they, there's no way they were winning it. No wonder they were losing. That roster's terrible. Yeah, they, I, they started winning when Austin won the belt, I think. right? And then officially, it was when Mick, when Holy, mankind won Holy. the belt. That was like the first night. Yeah, that roster yeah. is horrible, bro. We think we got it bad now. Gee, woof. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Everybody loves the Attitude Era, but you gotta look back. Yeah, that, man. that roster was was rough. That roster was terrible. <laughs> That's why Austin gets that praise that he gets because he carried that shit. Those, man. those ratings were because of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's oof. And something we got to remember also for this pay per view, Mike Tyson was in the audience. Right, for he this started all that off. He was in the, and, like, the press and, box. Yeah, with Shane, with Shane McMahon. And the next night on Raw is when he came out and Vince made that announcement that Tyson was going to be a part of WrestleMania. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, man. Oh, no, man, this is, this is a tough one because they both kind of sucked. Like, they both had their... <sighs> all right, I'll ask you this question. Of all the matches on both cards, which, which match would you want to see the most? Because there's nothing in the on on the uh, Royal in the Royal Rumble except for the Royal Rumble and casket match that I'd be like, okay, I want to see that. I'm looking forward to that. 
Because I don't care about LOD yep. versus the Outlaws. I don't care about the Rock Shamrock. I don't care about the Minis. And I definitely don't care about Vader Goldust. But I would love, like, automatically I want to run back to the network and see Benoit Raven. And I want to see Heart Flair. Yep. Yep. So it, 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 going by that, it'll only be in terms of matches because the Rumble is is, is its own entity. Yeah. Um, it's Michaels and Taker in a casket match versus Benoit and Raven and Raven's Rules, which mm-hmm. is pretty much a hardcore match, mm-hmm. and a wrestling clinic between Flair and Brett. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, if uh, going going at it that way, you would figure WCW has the edge again. Yeah, man. I the first and and Booker T and Rick Martel's an underrated match. It's a good match, and we're not even mentioning Jericho Mysterio. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> WCW got the big. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And then you got the turn of Dusty Rhodes on there. Like, if I told you, yeah. yo, Dusty Rhodes is going to turn heel at this pay-per-view, you're like, oh, shit, I want to see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think WCW was on the roll, man. You know what was the turning point? Reading that list that was in the Rumble. Yeah, that, that screwed it. That, <laughs> that ruined it Reading for WWE. That, that ruined it. That ruined oh, yeah. it. That ruined WWE's chances right there, winning the first uh, rewind of 98 for sure. Because that list is rough. <laughs> so WCW sold out, uh, edges out the Royal Rumble of 98, and the first of many pay-per-view rewinds for uh, the year of 1998. Um, so yeah, before... Uh, oh, let's real quick. Uh, take us back to a couple weeks. Well, not even a couple weeks. It was last Saturday. Uh, Stipe Miocic defeated Francis... Uh, Francis, right? That's his first name? Francis Ngannou, yeah. Francis Ngannou, the, the next big thing, apparently, according to Dana White. Um, he defended the UFC heavyweight title. Uh, he won by decision, which a lot of people didn't see coming. Um, but yeah, it went the whole five rounds. I didn't. I just saw highlights of the fight. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you saw the fight yeah, in, yeah. In, in live. Yeah. What, were you, what, was your, what was your take on that fight? On the the main, just the main event itself, or or you want to do the I mean, two I, title? I, I, I don't remember what the card was. If you remember the card, you could go through the card. Um, the the I tell you what, the, this was one of those cards where if you're not really into the sport, then you really don't know the names. Um, yeah. But the fights were really good. Like there was no dull fight. Um, there was a bunch of finishes. Um, the both title fights were good. Um, this dude Cormier, we could talk about Cormier. Oh yeah, he, he walked through Volcan, right? I wouldn't. Um, you know what, man? As much as I am not crazy about DC, he fought, man. He really stood and banged. And I tell you what, he got the better of the stand up with Volcan. He was uh-huh. rocking him in that first round. Um, I think eventually Volcan kind of hit him a little bit too much, and DC was like, okay, wrestling. He took him down and yeah. got his back like butter, and um, he literally had the arm under the neck, and then the the, the horn sounds, so Volcan got saved by the bell. Um, but then in the second round, it was all DC, took him down, and then just crucifixed him and beat him down, and they stopped it. Volcan is young. He's not even 30. He's like 28, so he's got he's got a bunch of time. 
Um, yeah, he'll be back. You know, DC didn't call out John Jones, which was good. I didn't want him to call out John Jones. It was pointless. He knows he can't beat that man. But um, <laughs> DC, DC looked good. If if you if you're if you're a DC hater, this is one of those fights where you really can't you really can't hate on the dude. He fought. He yeah. didn't. He didn't hump him. You know, he he definitely fought a good fight and he he won. He won the belt. And I mean, unfortunately, John Jones is out. Hopefully, he, with this whole passing of the. The, the lie detector test and all these inconsistencies that they do reinstate him sooner than later. He just gets like time served and, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, as far as the main event is concerned, Francis Ngannou came out like a bat out of hell. This first, his first uh, strike was a head kick to Stipe. Stipe blocked it, but you could see Stipe's eyes get real wide and Ngannou was literally chasing this guy. Stipe's head movement was crazy. He was ducking and dodging. And every punch that Ngannou threw, you thought it was going to be it. Eventually, Ngannou gasses himself out. And Stipe takes over and beat his ass for five straight rounds. That was the, that was wow. the fight. Ngannou had no cardio whatsoever. Um, he was still dangerous throughout. But Stipe was cracking him like flush. Ngannou has one hell of a chin, man, I tell you, because Stipe was hitting him with some shots that was straight on the chin, and Ngannou just kept walking forward. Um, wow. I think Ngannou needs to go to a real camp, get some real training, um, and then he could be really, really scary. But Stipe proved that all you got to do is, if you, if you could survive the first two minutes, maybe three minutes, you're good to go. Like legit, Stipe. Stipe. So, so Engano's the new Vitor Belfort. That's what's <laughs> exactly. He's 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 that guy that if you can't last that first, he's a monster. The best fighter in the world with two in the first two minutes. Um, I don't think people are saying that Engano can't wrestle. I don't I don't see that at all. I, um, I don't think he has any ground skill, but I think he's strong enough to where you can't manipulate him. I think he was just exhausted, man. The dude looked like a zombie. If you if you if yeah. you see the first couple uh, takedowns that Stipe tried to do, he was he was stuffing them, but at a certain point, man, the dude was just gas, like gas, gas. It was it was really really bad. Um, Stipe broke the record for for the most title defenses ever in the UFC at heavyweight. So yeah. I guess I guess that where, where do you put him all time best heavyweight ever? I, I mean I guess you got to make him number one for for the UFC at least. Well, yeah. Well, I mean. You know what I mean? He's only lost once, right? Some, uh, he lost to... He lost to, uh, to Struve and he lost to Dude, Dos Santos. Junior. Yeah. And but, that, and that, um, but he got he that win back. Yeah, he got... He got um, he lost to Struve, I think, by TKO. Um, I yeah. can pull up his, yeah. his, his record now. But yeah, he got that win back on the Santos. He put the yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got. I mean, he beat Big Country, Gonzaga, Mark Hunt, Arlovski, Verdum, Overeem, Dos Santos, and now Engano. Uh, you gotta kind of. I, I I would put him at number one as far as the UFC heavyweights are concerned. Yes, yeah, sure. I mean, he has the record. It's only three, but I, I honestly don't see anybody beating him. Kane is never going to be healthy. Um, and I don't think Kane could take a punch. And, and, and yeah, I think he. I think he beats. I think he kills Kane. Not for nothing. I don't think Kane could take a punch. I think Kane will rush in and and try to take him down. And if he can't get him down, 
it's a wrap. Because Stipe looked just as good. I mean, yeah, there were moments where he was tired. But in the fifth round, he was fresh. He was still moving his feet. He was still shuffling. He still looked good. His cardio ain't a question. I don't think Kane is big enough or strong enough to just maul um, um, Miocic. And we know Miocic is a better striker. Maybe not a better technical striker, but he's a way harder puncher. And Kane's chin has been tested, man. He fought uh, Czech Congo. The first punch he got hit, he got rocked with. Um, Ben Rothwell rocked him. Dos Santos knocked him out. Verdum beat his ass, you know. So the whole mystique of Kane, man, I, 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 I don't get into that shit, man. I think Kane is one of the most over, overblown heavyweights ever. Uh, it's, it, it really annoys me that they rank this guy so, so high. To be honest, well, has he, he ever defended the belt? Has he? Uh, that's a good question. Like he, always, like he always lost it, right? The first defense. Uh, he beat Brock. To get the belt, he and lost to Dos Santos. He then beat Bigfoot, um, and then he beat. Then he beat Junior. Okay, he defended it twice. The uh, Bigfoot, okay. but that's the thing. Like, look at this. Look at this dude's UFC fights. What Jake O'Brien? Okay, yeah. Brad Morris. I don't know. Dennis Stoinich. Who mm-hmm. knows? Check Congo. Okay, Ben Rothwell, Big Nog, Brock. He did beat Brock, I give him that. But then when he wins the belt, he loses it to Dos Santos, fights Bigfoot, fights Dos Santos, fights Bigfoot, fights Dos Santos. That's one, two, three, four. That's five fights when you're fighting two guys. And then you get smoked by Verdun. Yeah, that's, that's five fights where you're fighting... Dos Santos and Bigfoot. Bigfoot is a walk in the park for Kane because Bigfoot has no wrestling, no cardio. So you fight him twice. That's two easy wins. Dos Santos, you dropped one of the of the two. You fought three times, um, and then Verdun beats you. And then you fight Travis Brown, who's he's a, he's whack too. He's scary. Yeah. He's scary, but he's whack. Like he he's not in that. Yeah, upper. he's not. You know what I'm saying? So I think he's. I don't know. He might be top ten all-time, like, ever heavyweights. Yeah, but if you look at record, I don't think he's got a better record than Noguera, definitely not Fedor, now Stipe, Verdum. Like, yeah. come on, man. He's, he, you know, the people make such a big deal. Oh, he's a cardio freak. Uh, but his punt, his chin is suspect. Yep. Yep. But, yeah, man, I don't I don't see anybody I think, beating him. I think, I think Overeem beats Kane right now. Yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, Overeem's chin is still on the moon, but yeah. <laughs> you know, but no, she gets um, off first, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. Who knows, man? The heavyweight division is so it's such shit. Anyway, they like, need Brock back. They need they need they need help, man. Like it is. I mean, I could check out the the list real quick before we. Before and, and and Dana White said. There's a very good chance Brock fights in 2018. I wouldn't be so. They need they need something because this heavyweight division is 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 rough. I mean, you got Stipe, who's the champ. You got Engano, number one. Overeem number two. Verdum number three. Kane. Mark Hunt is number five. Uh, the Black Beast is number six. Alexander Volkov, Marcin Tabura, Curtis Blades, Stefan Struve, Aleski Olenek, Andre Arlovsky, Junior Albini, Travis Brown, and Tim Johnson. Who are these people? Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
Who's Tim Johnson? Exactly. I know all these guys because I'm a. We watch it. You know, with we're, we're fiends. But if you're if you're yeah. a, a fan like a casual, a casual dude, you don't know who these guys are. You don't know. You don't know half this list. You don't know half this list. I don't see yeah, anybody on this list being capable of beating Stipe. Unless it's like Verdum who gets him on the ground or something. I don't see anybody doing it. I don't think Kane has it. Kane got the best chance, most likely, but I don't see anybody doing it. Hey, man, what if Dana makes the fight with him and Brock, man? <laughs> I would li- You know what I would like to see? I would like to see DC go up and, and challenge Kane. And challenge Stipe. That'll be wow. Stipe's best, best competition. Wow. Because DC at heavyweight is a monster, man. I know DC doesn't want to do heavyweight because of his boy, Kane, but Kane ain't fighting, Kane's, man. Kane's got, not the champ. So he's got like a back brace, bro. Like, you could you could fight Stipe, beat him, and then vacate the title. You know what I'm saying? You could do a GSP move if you don't want to fight your boy, if it's that big a deal. But Kane is never, he never fights. Yeah, never. Never. He's always hurt. Always. He, I think his last fight was Virginia. Travis Brown, right? Travis Brown. No, it was it was it Travis? Let me see. It's either Travis Brown or Verdun. Yeah, Travis Brown. Two years ago, July 2016. Wow. Oh. Come on, bro. Wow. July That's 2016, crazy. and then before that, June 2015, and before that, October 2013. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah, this dude never fights, bro. It's crazy. He is the Dominic Cruz of the heavyweight he's division. Always hurt. Always. Always. He's made wow. out of he's made out of glass. He's only got sixteen fights true. in his career. Sixteen fights. That's it. And yet he's looked at as like a freaking legend. That is crazy. Well, speaking of heavyweights, we 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 uh we kind of glanced, not in a glance, because we're not looking at anything, but we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, um, and that's the Bellator Heavyweight Tournament. Um, out of the names on that list, and we already have Chell Sonnen in, in the second round. Mm-hmm. You said he's waiting for the winner of Mir and and, and, uh, and Fedor. Right. Um, who, who, the other guys we have in this tournament, we have uh, Ryan Bader, who isn't he the reigning light heavyweight champion for Bellator? He is. So he we is. have Ryan Bader. We have uh, who else is in this thing? You Ryan have uh, Bader, Frank Mir, Fedor. Uh, yeah, Mitrion. Big Country and Mitrion. All right. So wow. the bracket is the bracket is this. It's Chell Rampage. Chell advances. He faces the winner of Frank Amir, Fedor. Then you got Ryan Bader, King Mo. And they, King Mo. And they fight the winner of Big Country and Matt Mitrion. Okay. Yeah. So I see Mitrion fighting Bader. Um, I don't see King Mo beating Ryan Bader. Uh, no. I'm not a big fan of King Mo. No. Um, so I see Mitrion fighting Bader. And I see Chael fighting Frank Mir, which I, is interesting. I, I agree with that. And then eventually I see probably Frank Mir fighting Ryan Bader in the finals probably. Yeah. I, I, I would say I think Ryan Bader is my sleeper pick, but I would go – 
The thing is, Mitrion is Matt, quick. Mitrion is a dark horse. Yeah, for sure. he's quick as hell too, man. He he'll knock your ass out. But yeah. um, if he could get past Big Country, which is a big fight for him, um, I think whoever wins between Big Country and Mitrion win, wins the whole tournament. I'll say that. Really? Yeah. I think I think Frank Mir's chinny. Um, and I don't see him being able to stand with Mitrion or Big Country. I don't think he could take those punches. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how Fedor looks in that fight with Mir. Yeah, that is true. Because he, he hurt Mitrion. He just got hit last. Yeah, he got <laughs> That's the thing. They, they, they cracked each other. They, they both fell, and then Mitrion just caught him last. Yeah, Mitrion, you know, he just got up and pounded him out. But but Frank Mir is, he hasn't fought in years. When was the last time Frank Mir fought? Wow. Uh, I'm sure it was coming off a loss. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to say. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't Dos Santos, right? Was it the Dos Santos fight? No, I, I, he definitely got one. I know he got the shit kicked out of him by Overeem. Oh, that Todd Duffy fight. Ew. Was it that Todd Duffy no. fight? No. All right. So he he beat Todd Duffy. He won two in a row. Well, he lost. Jesus Christ, Frank, man. So he, <laughs> <laughs> he loses by TKO to Dos Santos. He loses by decision to Cormier. He loses by TKO to Barnett. He loses by decision to Overeem. Then he knocks out Bigfoot, knocks out Todd Duffy, loses to Arlovsky, and then gets knocked out by Mark Hunt. So his last fight is two years. to Andre Arlovsky? Holy shit. His last fight was a knockout loss to Mark Hunt in 2016. So he hasn't oh, fought that for was that walk-off knockout. Yep, yep, yep. 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 <laughs> Damn, Frank, man. Talk about a fall from grace, man. When that dude first came around, he was killing people. Everybody. His record is salty, man. 18 and 11. Yeah, that's rough. 18 and 11. That's a rough one. I mean, Fedor hasn't exactly been Fedor the past few years. That's but true. He I got know. knocked out by Dan Henderson. He got knocked out by Mitrione. Bigfoot got Bigfoot stomped his And ass. listen, not for nothing. I don't know if you saw that fight with Fedor and Fabio. Oh, Maldonado, Fabio Maldonado was whooping that ass. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> he was whooping that ass. Yo, Fabio, who couldn't buy a win in the UFC, was beating that ass. <laughs> and you know they're in Russia so they, they had to give it to Fedoros you know Fabio Maldonado would have probably been buried in mm-hmm. the ground somewhere mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think Fabio beat that ass I don't see how Fedor won that fight but whatever yeah. um, you know he got he got taken to the test by Brett Rogers and he got killed by Bigfoot Silva and yeah. for a long time he has not been Fedor you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, I'm kind of glad he didn't end up in the UFC and then get beat by a bum heavyweight. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it would have been cool to see him there. And, and you know, they had that dream fight of him and Brock back in the day. I don't, I don't know how that fight would have went, but it would have been interesting, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think Brock kills him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not even close. <laughs> Especially the way he looked against Mark Hunt. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Frank Mir is washed up bum. This is like besides Ryan Bader, 
and Roy Nelson because he still has some juice and Mitrion. Mm-hmm. This is like the washed up has been tournament. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This absolutely. is like if WCW came back one night and did a tournament with a bunch of old fuckers. <laughs> you know I mean, doesn't. that's what this shit. That's what this shit is. <laughs> you know, this is something TNA would do. Yep. You know, I'm not gonna even mention TNA because that shit is dead in the water. Oh, but uh, I hope so, man. You know, so yeah, so you know, that's what MMA is looking at right now. And before we sign off, man, we we have a, a pretty big game that's coming up next week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone's heard of it. It's called the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> um, it's in Min- Minneapolis, Minnesota, inside the Dome. Um, we have, for the first time, it's a rematch of 2004. We have the Philadelphia Eagles uh, versus my beloved and legendary New England Patriots. Um, obviously, the, the Eagles <clears throat> had a record of 13-3 and this year, which is pretty good. Behind their uh, quarterback, Carson Wentz, who did go down toward the end of the year. And now their quarterback is Nick Foles, um, who put on a clinic against the Minnesota Vikings in the NFC NFC Championship um, game um, to get to the Super Bowl. And Tom Brady, of course, being Tom Brady, led the New England Patriots uh, in a fourth quarter comeback to defeat the number one defense in the league in the Jacksonville Jaguars to get to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I don't know if you know much about the actual team that the Philadelphia Eagles have, but, uh, you know, just off the top head, just, you know, making a quick prediction, who you got winning the Super Bowl? Oh, I'm never betting on Tom Brady ever in my life. He's never, I don't do that. And I'm not even a Patriot fan, Patriots fan like that, but I think Tom, Tom Brady is one of the greatest, he is the greatest football player ever um yeah. best quarterback of all time he's one of my favorite players i do like him as a player i love him as a player he's probably my favorite quarterback even though i'm a cowboys fan um yeah, yeah i'm not betting against tom brady I, especially carson wentz is out the nick Foles is good but uh, i don't i don't know i don't I, I know the philly has one of the top ranked defenses um i just it's tom man it's tom what he did last year was he he was knocking on the death's door last year and 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 they come back was it 23 to 4 or some crazy shit it was it, it was 28 to 9 in the fourth quarter yeah like come on man you we you can't bet against Tom Brady i i would never will never bet against Tom Brady ever and he's already beaten the eagles I, granted it was a long ass time ago but Tom Brady is the type of dude that he could have beat you back then and still think he could beat you now i don't i don't think for a second that guy ever thinks that he's going to lose a game ever ever yeah and if and if Gronk plays especially if Gronk is healthy I mean I know he got a concussion but that was you know he's got time he's got like a week and change or maybe two weeks to he'll be fine if he plays is I don't know I, I, I want a good game though I don't think anything's going to compete going to compare to last year unless it's like a nail biter there it's a tied game and you know the last yeah. possession that type of shit like the like the Seahawks Patriots game where these idiots decided to throw the ball instead of running in and give it to Marshawn Lynch. If it's one of those situations, cool. That was was one of the best days ever. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah, man, I got Tom winning his sixth ring for sure. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, uh, Philly definitely has, I'm not sleeping on Philly at all. They got a good team 
in every position you can think of, they're they're pretty much stacked. I mean, uh, at wide receiver, they have they got Alshon Jeffrey, who's a beast. They got a uh, um, they got Torrey Smith, who's a who's a deep threat, who's always been a deep threat. You got a. Uh, the running backs, they, they got Jay Ajayi that they took from Miami. And someone who's very familiar to us Patriots, uh, former Patriot LeGarrette Blunt is with, is with the Eagles. Um, <clears throat> uh, Nick Foles is a decent backup, but once again, he's a backup. Um, and the, the defense is, is solid, man. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and their tight ends, they got Zach Ertz, they got uh, Brent Selleck. So the, they have an overall very, very good football team. But uh, it's nothing that Tom Brady has never seen before. It's nothing that Bill Belichick has never seen before. You know what I mean? So you give Bill Belichick two weeks to prepare for you. You better bring everything you got. You know what I mean? So, yep. <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm going to miss, you know, our defensive coordinator, Matt Patricia. He's taking the head coaching job at the Detroit Lions next year. So we're going to lose him. We're going to lose our offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels to Indiana next year. He's going to go to be their head coach. So we're within with after this Super Bowl, we're losing our offensive coordinator and our defensive coordinator. So, but I'm pretty sure Belichick already has their replacements. Yeah. That shit um, don't matter. Man. <laughs> that don't matter. So, uh, I mean, like you said, I think Brady, Brady has proven, time and time again that he could win without Gronk. Um, he did it last year. Uh, the the problem is this time we could possibly be without Gronk, and we've been without Julian Edelman the whole year. Um, so for this game, if we don't have Gronk, I think it's going to be a lot of like the last game where Danny Amendola came through in the clutch. Um, uh, you know, our, our running backs, Deion Lewis, James White, uh, they could cast they cash they could catch passes in the in, in the in the out the field and yep. stuff like that um and, and also we got a uh, you know guys like like I said Amendola Chris Hogan um um we got quality we got quality players man I you know we picked up Kenny Brett but he didn't really work out Martellus Bennett got injured he's not there so Tom Brady is pretty much carrying the load uh, for the team and doing what he does best and that's you know be a winner and the defense has been pretty bad in the beginning of the year but now at this point it's back to being like a top 10 defense we're top five in, in red zone scoring uh points allowed we're top 10 in points allowed we, from i think the second half of the year the patriots have only allowed 14 points a game so Crazy. that's pretty damn solid um so yeah, man. If uh, if I have to think of a score, I would say the Patriots thirty five and the Eagles probably thirty two. I'd say we win by a field goal. I'm not going to say we're going to dominate them because, like as you said, they do have a top ranked defense. Um, but Brady just torched the number one defense overall in the whole NFL in one quarter sure, last yeah. last week. So. There's no. I've said it before. There's no defense Tom Brady can't shred. No. Yeah, I mean, so you know, if he wins his sixth ring and he solidifies himself as the greatest quarterback ever, and we'll never see this type of dynasty ever again in football. No, 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 no. It's the best coach ever and the best player ever on one team. I mean, what they do is 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 crazy. I could see. I could understand people hating the fact that they're there every year because they want something different but you can't hate excellence man like these these yeah. guys it's just greatness you know it, this 
It's I mean, like, I didn't I didn't hear all those people complaining when the Lakers were winning all those championships. Right, right, I, right. Or the I Yankees. Didn't hear people complaining years. when the Yankees were winning all those championships. Yeah. I think it's it's or, more political shit too because they know Trump is. I mean. Brady's a Trump supporter. No, it's like corny shit. Like, yeah. come on, bro. This is football. One thing has nothing yeah. to do with the other. Yeah, keep the politics out of the yeah, sport and man. just enjoy the sport. Just you enjoy, know what I mean? Enjoy People him. always want to complain about cheating and all that. Bullshit. I'm like, every time they win, it's not a cheat. I mean, like, you know, come on. Right, right. Like, the, the, uh, apparently everyone is a, t- is a detective. Everybody is uh, is in with the with, with the NFL. Everybody mm-hmm. sees what everything's happening. Exactly. These are all people who watch ESPN and think they know shit. Exactly. Like, and the irony of it is, is I hate the Yankees, right? But I don't watch baseball unless the Yankees are playing in the playoffs. Like, you, 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 you it's, that's how it is, man. You, you gotta enjoy the, enjoy the greatness. You got to, man. The, my, my fondest memories of baseball is when the Yankees were playing in the playoffs and I was hoping for them to lose more times than not. The Yankees won, but when they started, you know what I'm saying? It's like, even if you don't like Tom Brady or you don't like the team, you're gonna watch. The ratings would be terrible if it was the the Vikings in Jacksonville. Like nobody's watching that shit. But the Patriots yeah. are in. This is the best thing for the NFL. Tom Brady's a god. He's a goat. And people are gonna watch because they hate him. And people are gonna watch because they love him. I don't understand how you can't appreciate the guy. He busts his ass. He works harder than anybody else. He's forty freaking years old. He's got five rings. He's chasing. He's already at the at the top, but now he's trying to push that shit so far out that nobody could catch him, and that's his motivation. Yep. Most people get to the top and they say, "Okay, I'm good. I stop. I can retire." This dude is like, "No, I want to be undeniably. There's no yep. conversation. I want to be the greatest of all time. No, you can't even. Nobody could even. There's no other name that you can mention with me. And that's that's yep. greatness, man. That's gangster. Like you gotta, you got as a man." As a sports fan, you gotta respect something like that. Belichick, he's annoying with the press conferences, but he's a fucking genius, bro. <laughs> like, you gotta respect that shit. I, I I love it though. He's the best. Like the <laughs> he's so annoying with like, that damn They'll try buddy. to bait him. They'll try to be like, "Oh, what do you think about this is going on?" And we're we're preparing for the game. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> we're we're playing we're, football on we're, Sunday. We're, con- we're, con- we're concentrating on on Philadelphia. We're not worried about anything else. Any other questions? Oh, yeah. Uh, what's Gronk availability uh, for the Super Bowl? We're preparing for everything. <laughs> <laughs> he just he's, the like, he's, the, he's the master, man. He's, he's like, it, it, when you think of coaches, you think of Belichick, you think of Popovich, Phil uh, you know, that caliber of, of right. you know, and one thing I want to bring up, you know, uh, Skip Bayless always. Right. He's a- Says something crazy. He's a bitch. But he, but he, <laughs> but he mentioned this like a couple when when Brady did that fourth quarter comeback against the Jags. He brought up an interesting argument. He said Tom Brady at this point of his life and his career is probably just as clutch or more clutch than Michael Jordan. Than Michael Jordan. Yeah, I agree. The only difference between Mike and Brady is. Mike has never the only edge like I'll give Mike is that he never lost in in a championship game. Brady got two L's. So is that's yeah. the only difference I think that that but then again and that's the that's the sucky thing is though football's one and done. Yeah, you it's got no a whole series. series. Yeah, yeah, basketball. Yeah, yeah. It's true. And like Brady's you doing it at a whole game and lose a game and but you're still in it. In football you lose once you're out. And for Tom it wasn't even that he had bad games. It was that the defense couldn't yeah. stop the damn Giants for some reason. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. You got that and bullshit both of those catch. Games that they lost to the Giants. Brady had fourth quarter winning drives. Right. You had that bullshit catch by David Tyree. And then yeah. I, don't, I don't even remember Mario, the second Mario Manningham in the second one. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, you know, and both those bums are out of the league <laughs> right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. David Tyree got cut that year after. Crazy. That catch that he caught in the Super Bowl was his first in the year. Crazy, man. <sighs> Insane. That no, play, if you, looking back at that makes me so angry. If you look at that. They yeah, were yeah, one second away holding on to Eli Manning from them stopping the play. Yep. And he threw the freaking oh. And then freaking Cheddar Bob over there, Plaxico Burris, caught the freaking touchdown at the end. <laughs> Cheddar Bob. <That> <laughs> yeah, man. That I mean, and the Mount Rushmore of all sports, as far as greatness, Michael and Brady are your one and two. They got to be. They have to be. Yeah. They have to be. You got to be. Gotta be. And for boxing, you know, everybody has to put Ali up there. Even though he's got. If you want to go, rec- if you want to go record wise, you got Floyd. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, don't, mean, I don't, anybody but Ali. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not subscribing to the fact that Ali is the greatest boxer of all time. Yeah, I mean, he did legendary shit, but the shit that he did is what messed him up. Mm-hmm. And then when toward the end of his career, he couldn't buy a win. Yep. Exactly. He was losing to Leon Spinks and Larry Holmes and he lost to Joe Frazier the first guys. time they fought. Like, come on, man. No. He lost to Trevor Burbick. <laughs> who then when when he won the title, Trevor Burbick a couple years later lost to a nineteen year old named Mike Tyson. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's true, man. Come on. It's- but yeah, man. Uh, if you would have put a score on that Super Bowl, what, what what score would you put on it? Oh man, I'm gonna go. Let me see. Uh, I'm gonna go twenty-eight twenty-one. No, twenty-eight twenty. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go twenty-eight twenty-eight twenty-four. 28 24. Yeah. I think the Pats got four touchdowns in them, and then these guys scored three, but only a field goal. And that's it. 28 24. That works. That works. It's going to be close. So, as long as it's close. I like I like nail biters. Like last oh, it's year. Gonna was, be, it's going to be. Uh, offensively, Philadelphia is tough, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't even know they had Alshon Jeffries. I didn't know they got him. Yeah. That's crazy. Alshon Jeffrey killed Minnesota in that yeah. NFC Championship he was game. He good Two in Chicago. He's a beast. Huh? He was, he was good when he was with Chicago. I don't. And yeah, he was a beast, beast, yeah. Back when it was Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall, that was, that yeah. was a crazy Forte, team right there. Matt Forte. Matt Forte, yeah. And then Jay Cutler, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah Jay Cutler sucked. <laughs> I'm mad that he beat us this year. Crazy. Because he's with, he's with Miami. Yep, yep, yep. We had that one-off ugly game, and they freaking beat us. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm excited about the Super Bowl. I think uh, Justin Timberlake is the halftime show. Um, so that should be I. Right. You know, Justin's Justin. So, mm-hmm. That should be pretty good. So, you know, we have a bunch of exciting shit coming up, man. Um, yeah. You know, with the Rumble, NXT, you got the Super Bowl next week. 
Um, so yeah, a lot of exciting stuff the next the next week. Um, I think uh, besides that, I think I'm I'm done. You have anything else you want to throw in there before we call it a night? Nah, man, I'm all I'm all straight. Uh, everything is good. Nothing crazy. Got, got anything you want to throw out there? Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to throw out uh, there? Yeah, I got a. I started, I haven't started yet. I mean, I recorded the first episode, but we haven't uploaded it yet on iTunes or anything like that. But it's a new podcast uh, called Famous Among Friends. It's just me shooting the shit with a friend of mine, whoever, that week. Every week I have a different friend. I guarantee you'll be on it. And we're just talking about life, you know, experiences we had together, experiences the person had, um, current events, whatever's going on, whatever, you know, I, I figure... Um, you know, as we live in a in a society where if you're not verified on Twitter or or Instagram, that your opinion doesn't matter, and I think that's a load of crap, man. I think that everyday people um, need to need to have their voices heard, and I think people have certain things to say, and I would want to give them a platform where they could just speak their mind and and be real and be honest, and that's what we're doing. Cool, sounds good, man. Sounds good. So yeah, anybody, you know, when when you think you're gonna start posting that first episode up? I'd say uh, February for sure, like first or second week of February. Because you know how it is, okay. you upload it to iTunes and then you gotta wait like a week or something for them to. Yeah, find, you know? yeah, so yeah. I say first or second week of February. All right, cool. So yeah, so everybody that's listening, go go. Uh, I'm pretty sure you know when I get the update from Izzy, I'll let everybody know. Um, to hit that up, you said famous among friends. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What famous among okay. friends. Famous among friends with Izzy and whichever guest he has on that week, that particular week. Yeah, it's a so, different. It's not me and a call. It's just me and a different person every week. Okay. Cool. Cool. So yeah, man. For uh, this was episode twenty-seven, I think I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> um, I, I get lost. I get lost sometimes with how many episodes I've done. Um, I haven't done a movie review in a long time. Shame on me. But uh, I'm gonna jump on that. I, I, I said like twenty episodes ago I was gonna do like a like a Chucky run or a Scream run or whatever. But mm-hmm. I'll do that pretty soon. Um, I'm still getting my man cave hooked up. I'm pretty much almost done, but uh, okay. try to get a little set up here so I can have my mic and, and do some stuff, do some recordings. Um, right. So, yeah, man, with that being said, everybody enjoy the Rumble. Enjoy NXT. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll jump on a show next week just to recap everything. Right. I'm not going to do a long show next week, probably half an hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. If anything... What I wanted to do, and Izzy, if you're watching the Rumble live, okay, uh, we could get that main event special special in there if you want to sneak that in. Um, <clears throat> like I said in the last episode, me and Izzy used to do that. We did that for a few pay-per-views, called it the main event series. We jump on during the main event and pretty much do a live telecast at that point, which in this case would be for the male version of the Royal Rumble, unless you want to do the female one too, which I don't, I don't, I don't care, but... <laughs> Um, you know, I'm not sexist, but you know, let's be real. The real main event is the men Royal Rumble. Um, so that's up to you. If you want to jump on, we could do the the Royal Rumble Rumble main event and, uh, it'll be, it'll be, you know, the main event. And then we'll recap the beginning of the pay-per-view Right. and now pretty much save an episode of recaps. You know what I mean? So 
Yeah, we'll probably jump on that. So look out for this episode, number 27, and then the next episode, which will be pretty much the first main event uh, series episode. And then uh, next week after the Super Bowl, I'll do I'll do a show. I'll, if the Patriots win, I'll do a show, and if they don't, then I won't do, I won't do nothing. Right. Um, so uh, they're gonna win. So expect the celebration show. Um, so yeah, with that being said, Izzy, thanks for coming on again. Always. Saving the saving the saving the night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no and uh, yeah, I am Jay. This is Izzy. Everybody, enjoy. Catch y'all next time. Peace. Velveteen Dream. That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant voodoo track tires, turbo force deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it.